0: Hey guys, Hyderberg here, a cut above horror review. Tonight we are in full swing over October de Romero with 1985's Day of the Dead. We have a special returning guest and Rob from Circle of Jerks podcast and the Cinemigos. We are chomping at the bit to cover this one and it's starting now.
1: Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host, Jacqueline, and tonight we'll be continuing our October 2 Romero, covering George Romero's dead cycle, and tonight we'll be talking about 1985's Day of the Dead. Uh, Joining us tonight, we have a special guest who's somehow even more connected to us than ever these days. Our buddy Rob from Circle of Jerks podcast, and now also from Cinemigos podcast. How's it going, Rob?
2: Uh it's going great. Good, uh, glad to be back. You know, thank yeah. you for welcoming me back on your Rob Zombie Apologist podcast. That's <laughs> oh out my there. God. he
1: did it! He did it!
2: Fucking
0: slam dunk that one
1: damn i was not ready for that
2: yeah but uh no no thank you seriously for having me back it was kind of a little bit of a last minute thing but i was glad to come on to talk about one of my favorite zombie films of all time so this is yeah such an honor as always
1: yeah so glad to have you it's 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 gonna be great next up we've got john what's going on john
3: hello I'm totally uh.
1: <laughs> that was good. You're like doing you. with the impression.
4: I don't know. I, I, I'm i feeling it tonight. Hello, Jacqueline. Hello, Hyderberg. Hello, Rob. Welcome back. Yeah, congratulations on Circle okay. of Jerks, and of course, Cinemigos. I got to listen to that uh, most recent episode, Murder by Death. Oh uh, yeah. So if you are not following those guys, make sure you do because it's a fantastic conversation, great podcast, and uh, go give them those uh, five star ratings.
1: Yeah, thanks, definitely brother. do
4: that. Yep.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Sin amigos we got our last amigo here. It's Hydraberg. How you doing, Hydraberg?
0: Hola. Hola. <laughs> what's up? What's going on? That's racist, <laughs> what's going hey, on? I everybody? didn't
1: say it that time. I did not say it. Let the <laughs> I record was waiting show. for
0: her to be like, "Yeah, that's racist." uh What's Rob? Thanks for coming on again, man. What's going on? No uh, problem, brother. I you since uh, just the other day, Jack. Yeah, I you? know. It's been way too Hi. long. Hey, Jonathan. Thank you so much for the plug. I don't even know. you did my work for me. I didn't even have to really, really plug it. Thanks,
4: everybody. Well done. Appreciate it.
0: I hope everybody's having go. a great night so far.
4: Yeah. yeah go check them out. Uh, <laughs> I would like to be referred to as Bub for the rest of the night. All
3: right.
0: I got that. <laughs> you got it, Bub. Thanks.
1: Hi, Bub.
4: <laughs> Listen here, Bub.
1: I'll do it. No, Mom I is proud it. of you, Bub.
4: Mm.
3: <laughs> Look,
4: I got it changed. Yeah. Don't forget to call oh, your did aunt.
1: change it on his Zoom. Yeah. Pretty good. You'll blow out your vocal cords though if you do that too much. Not
4: not really, not really.
1: (laughs) All right, well, fellas, I'm glad to see you. I'm my night's going great so far to answer your question, Hydraberg. But I'm excited because it's about to get a lot better talking to y'all about Day of the Dead. So, oh yeah, I'm super pumped.
4: And before we get into everything, I want to give kudos to our fearless leader, Jacqueline, for picking this month. I've had such a good time, and I'm looking forward because. Our next week's movie, I've never seen. Uh, The movie following, I've seen, but it's been a long time. But I think this is like the perfect month, you know? R.I.P. George Romero. And this is just a fantastic way to celebrate the Halloween season, you know, with George Romero. So kudos to you, Jacqueline.
1: Thank you. I'm really glad you guys are enjoying yourselves. I'm enjoying the hell out of this month, um, Mm -hmm. going, you know, one by one with these films. It's like, it's really fun. It's been a while since I've seen some of them. So it's... uh, pretty enjoyable to watch them all back to back to back like this it is. it's
0: pretty awesome I'm gonna yeah, you know, be a little zombied out after but this month has <laughs> been awesome and I'm looking forward to the next couple because I have seen land I've seen both the last two
2: but uh it's been a while so mm-hmm. I have to say as a fan too because uh you know I'm not a huge zombie movie guy but when you talk about George Romero he is so iconic and obviously I, I revisit Night of the Living Dead uh, I actually watched Dawn of the Dead for the first time. I had never seen that before. Uh, I'm actually more uh, along the lines of Heidelberg and Jacqueline on that movie. It's, uh, man, that was way too damn long. Thank you. Uh, it's uh, we, not great.
1: We got, some, we got some hate about that, particularly me, I think.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I was like, yep, you guys nailed it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, perfect review. Uh, and then this movie is just really great as well. It's It kind of corrected, I think, a lot of the problems from Dawn of the Dead.
4: So, so yeah, Bye. yeah. for next week's movie, I'm actually going to have to dust off the old Blu ray player because I've actually got a four pack here. Oh, oh damn. Nice. Oh, hell yeah.
2: Damn.
1: Look at that. Dawn uh, of the Dead, I, remake, we got the remake, Land too, of the man? Dead, People Under yeah. the Stairs, and Which Howling oh, Halloween
3: Halloween two. 2. Oh, and Your Rob
4: Zombie. Oh, 2. Rob Zombie. No, <laughs> no. All those films are definitely <laughs> no, have a correlation. That, that movie
1: totally goes with all the rest of them.
4: <laughs> they do. Yeah.
1: It completely makes sense. <laughs>
4: so, I got a Craven, two Romero. No, a Craven, or Romero uh snyder and then um i don't know who directed halloween 2.
1: it was john carpenter wasn't it Mm -mm. no he didn't
4: no
0: it was the guy who directed i think
4: uh three i'm not positive oh
1: well i don't remember
4: anyways i'm sorry i didn't mean to sidetrack so no no
1: no that's cool that's cool um so yeah rob i think uh i have a feeling you and i might be kind of aligned on this one too so let's uh let's hold off on that though for just a minute
4: uh sounds good
1: john Yes. Do you have any news to share with us about the horror world?
4: I do actually, but I I, and unfortunately, I don't like starting off with this, but we do have sad news. But uh, Piper Laurie, actor Piper Laurie, she passed Mm -hmm. away at the age of ninety-one. We all remember her as the manic mother in nineteen seventy-six's Carrie. Of course. Um, She lived a long, full life. You know, R.I.P. But uh, definitely a loss in in the horror community.
1: And many people probably also remember her from her role in Twin Peaks as mm-hmm. well. That's
4: right. That's so. right.
2: You guys are missing her best role, The Hustler. You guys have chirp. never seen The Hustler? Chirp, chirp.
1: We're I don't
4: chirp, know her from that. Yeah, we're we're covering that next <laughs> month maybe. Our yeah. horror oh, podcast.
2: Man. Rob, <laughs> I'm right. on the wrong podcast. I'm out. If here. it's not
1: horror, I haven't seen it. Gone <laughs> with the wind. What is that? You know, get um, back to your circle of jerks.
4: Get back to your circle of jerks. Uh, where's okay? andy i
2: need andy here to help me out <laughs> back me up here um <laughs> uh, by the way uh rick
0: uh rosenthal directed uh halloween too oh thank you okay.
1: thank you for All setting right. me straight i did yeah, not remember the, accurately yeah the, piper uh, laurie and then also as of last night this is not really horror related but suzanne summers
4: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's sad here
0: too. Yeah, I saw that too.
1: she place. had a
4: long, she had a long battle with uh, breast cancer, I believe. Yeah, um, like a yeah.
1: long, long battle. Like so. she'd
4: go into remission, it would come back, go into yep. remission, and yeah, it's it's sad because I mean, you just you don't like seeing people that you really look up to like that, you know. But again, it's life. Um, yeah,
1: I'm glad Piper Laurie made it to 91, though. That's a pretty long life. You know, beyond average life. expectancy, and she did a lot, and I think was pretty well-respected.
4: I'm curious, uh, out of the four of us, uh, how many watched VHS 85 on Shudder?
0: I have not, not seen yet. it. yet. I haven't watched it yet. I haven't gotten around to it.
4: Thought- I, before the story, I'm going to say it's a light recommend. Uh, it's better than VHS 99. Okay. It's got some fun nostalgia in it, but it's also got a lot of problems like the other movies do. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So this movie was so successful for Shutter, It was like record-breaking mm. uh, the first week it came out. Uh, and, and, Heidelberg, maybe you can tell us better. Uh, there's a New York Comic-Con going on right now, or maybe It just it's ended. Yeah, it was okay. just this weekend. So what they did is they presented a teaser at New York Comic-Con about... Another VHS installment coming out. We don't oh, have any God. details it's on it, but it's coming. out. Yeah, I know it's coming out next Halloween, so right around this time Man. next is year. This, so is
2: this a new Wanaverse like the VHS? <laughs>
4: Not really. It, it, nothing. I in, no wraparound. I almost said reach around. There's no, <laughs> I, I I mean I don't think any wraparound of of the previous movies really tied in together. You know, it's just okay. this this the last collection.
0: Just been like little slice of life moments from something that just really yeah. hasn't been connected to anything.
1: What was yeah, the one it, we covered last year? Was it ninety four?
4: Was it ninety four no. or ninety nine? I forgot. I don't
1: think we did ninety nine. We
0: did ninety four. The did, one okay. we did, that with, with was Timo. a
1: terrible wraparound.
0: Yeah. With Timo, yeah, that wraparound wasn't good. Yeah. Hey guys, do you do you think
1: oh, I forgot about old? Do you think
0: Lori's uh gravestone says they're all gonna laugh at you on it?
1: No, it's gonna say, <laughs> "I can see your dirty pillows." Ah, uh, they're all gonna laugh. at hey, you. Gonna, She's going to be shaming her gravesite visitors even from beyond the grave. We're all going to love
4: <laughs> God, that was such an iconic scene in Carrie. Oh, my God. Yeah, the more I think dog. about it. Man. Well, I, I, I
2: if, you, if you'll indulge me a little bit, there is uh, not necessarily horror news, but if you're a horror aficionado, which obviously the people who are listening to this are, uh, you know, I'll get the la da look in my eyes. Criterion has some really great um, uh, collections that are, Put up for October, there's Ooh. my favorite that I've been kind of working through is the pre code horror uh mm-hmm. segment that they mm-hmm. have. So, it's all the stuff like the like, right, yeah, right, <laughs> as the sound era started. All like the uh, before the haze code came into, mm-hmm. back, came into play, amazing stuff that's on there right now. Uh, and then they also have a 90s horror, and I think they have like a witchcraft one too, which is also you know, so you get if you like the the craft and all that stuff,
1: sign me. They do.
2: They yeah. They have a couple different channels that are like curated
0: little uh, like five. Yeah.
2: Well, every month they're always doing something different. They're highlighting a director, an actor, uh, like a certain theme. Uh, In October, September, October, November, they always have some really awesome stuff, especially for horror fans. So go ahead and check that out.
4: It sounds great, but it sounds, guys. I think it sounded like Rob did a little bit of a flex on us because he's got this whole collection of wonderful yeah, movies. I, I yeah, do. He actually.
0: does that quite often, hence the la Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, I got stuff hating. like I'm oh, not hating. I, I bought the Phantom Carriage. You know, yes. I bought Haxan, I bought Night of the Living Dead. You know, oh,
1: Haxan, like, Yes.
2: Onibaba. You know, I got Ooh. all sorts of good stuff over here.
1: I just got Onibaba myself a couple months ago. Yeah,
2: Damn, you, should, you guys should
0: see a doctor about that.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the new coronavirus oh, Baba.
0: Mm-hmm. god forbid i was thinking more like a rash
1: uh, yeah See, i wish oh, you hadn't maybe. said that rob because now i'm a little distracted i just i'm shopping right now i'm like this is on the website. oh nice
4: oh, <laughs> all right
1: <laughs> next all right, time let me, save let, that let... for the end of the show so <laughs> Let me get through the
4: here. rest of the stories here. Uh, there was a teaser released, and I had you guys watch it called Lisa Frankenstein. The, now the the stars are Catherine Newton, who we saw in Freaky. Mm. Uh, very excited about that. Cole Sprouse um, is that dude in Riverdale or something like that? Like I he, think
1: maybe he's in Riverdale, and I think he was on some Disney Channel show, like yeah. the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody or something like that. Yeah, it's he's stuff got that a was, twin. Like, too too young for me.
4: Yeah, he's got a twin. Um, I feel like his twin
1: might have died.
4: I don't know. Ooh, that sounds terrible. I might be thinking um, of the
1: wrong twins, but there's some famous twins that one of them died. I don't know.
4: Yeah, the other part of the cast really, really excite excited me because I got a huge crush on Carla Gugino. Yes, she, she's in the movie. So she's in a uh, lot of good who stuff. Who's that? Re- remind me.
1: She's the one in um um The Haunting of Hill House. She's oh, in uh, the one Gerald's
0: from Stonewall. Game. Yes. Yes. Sin yes. yeah. City. Yeah yeah yes yep. yes exactly yes,
3: yes yes love
2: her
1: yeah son-in-law is the first thing i ever saw her mm-hmm. into i
3: will so say you guys love-
1: i don't care for the blonde hair yeah me
2: either the only name mm-hmm. i recognize is the director who it's her directorial debut that is robin williams daughter zelda, yeah. zelda. Yep.
1: Ooh,
4: yep. cool yep. i think that's very cool so the it's teaser cool. was so short i mean it it's was like a modern TV.
2: day
0: take on Frankenstein. i'm saying t- like it looked like mm-hmm. a, a a tanning bed is what's creating it, or yes. it's
4: it, it was so stupid, but so simple because well, yeah. whoever the monster is bumps their head on it, and and she like pokes at him with the stick, which was I I, I mean to me it was kind of like I'm intrigued. Let's yeah. let's see a little bit more about this.
3: It
1: looks like it could I get yeah I agree the teaser is so short, but it looks like it could be a little slapsticky, but um visually it looks like very neon and intriguing mm. in that in that way like interesting to the eye so i don't know I'll, I'll i'll wait you know until there's a full trailer out but you know i'm not slamming the door
4: no I, it, it got me intrigued i, I just kind of went okay give me a, a little a scotch more and then i'm good
1: <laughs> yeah so i'll have to keep posted on that um i believe the release date is first week of february
4: um, it is february 9th in the theaters yep. yep uh just real quick the last story is the movie we talked about last week, Dawn of the Dead, uh, because we are still on a writer's strike. So I think people are just trying to get into the movies. They're re-releasing Dawn of the Dead uh, to Regal Theaters Ooh. for its 45th anniversary.
1: Hyderberg, grab your pass. You're muted.
4: <laughs> Sorry, those uh, <laughs> he was doing his impersonation of a yeah. silent film. That's
2: what was happening. Yeah, those You're like a uh,
1: professional podcast. Those
2: showings
0: don't actually work with the past. Those
2: are special.
1: oh no, yeah. oh, um, that sucks. Okay, those, like, well, let's back.
2: just hope it's the Dar- uh, Dario Argento cut because <laughs> if it's that two two hour 30 minute cut, shorter one, work.
4: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah,
0: I think I've had enough Dawn of the Dead. I don't think I need to go to the theater to see
4: it. Yeah. I would actually enjoy that just because of the spectacle of it. I mean, the way it's shot is great, like in the mall and stuff like that. And if they clean it up quite a bit, that would actually be a, the, kind yeah, of a fun. It would be, be cool on the it big would screen. sound pretty
0: yeah. cool with the music, yeah.
1: Hydroburg, yeah, we, like, fl- we can make flyers advertising our episode, and you can go to the theater and, like, plaster them around.
0: I'll I'll, I'll poster up some of them. I'll be the guy standing post right post. on the end. Ins- when you walk in the men's room, I'm, like, right there by the door, just like, hey, you want a flyer?
1: Yeah, not creepy or anything. <laughs> it's not
0: awkward at all. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> listen to my podcast actually when i went to the theater <laughs> no, that, when i went to the theater that i uh, go to which is a regal theater um they have like one of those dispensary machines that gives you like i don't know aspirin condom yeah. it doesn't have yeah. condoms in it but you know the machine oh, does fun. it oh no not at the movies i think it's like maybe like alcohol wipes or something i don't remember what people fuck anyway. at the movies i mean yeah it's sure fun uh <laughs> get a handy uh, a no cleanup handy uh but um
1: <laughs> you reminded me of my high school days Hederberg. anyway uh yeah extra of butter st-
0: please i slapped one of our stickers on there
1: oh cool and then when Good i went you. back
0: like several weeks later for another showing it was still there on the machine i was like yeah.
1: awesome maybe somebody will see that and listen maybe yeah. uh, maybe that's why we had more listeners last week yeah
0: we had a spike recently from all the people in the <laughs> men's room in the
1: men's room at yeah, your new york Regal. Yeah, to the regal. left
0: of the regal
4: where i go hey no, buddy no. how's that pee going Listen yeah. to my podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah. to oh, my you, know. right you come here often, bro? Yeah? <laughs> you want to listen to you, my you podcast? You like horror movies?
0: Listen to my podcast. Listen bro. my
4: podcast. Wow, that's coming out. Nice. Nice stream, buddy.
0: Yeah, good, good <laughs>
2: flow, man. <John> with <laughs> this the, this
4: the has gotten
2: awkward. I don't know how to say routine. What's that? <laughs> you with the dick and the popcorn routine. You know, The oldie, but goodie. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. oh man. It always oh, works, right? right? It's not
4: broken. Don't fix it, you know? No. Yeah. Just ask for extra butter. Not the hot mm. stuff, though. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, was that it for news, John?
4: That's it. I'm sorry.
1: No, those those were some good news stories. Good stuff. All right. Uh, well, you fellas are ready to start talking about this film?
3: Yeah, let's oh, yeah. Yep.
1: All right. Uh, not really much need to discuss why this film was chosen, because we've already talked about the rationale for the whole month, and none of us individually chose these movies. We just slapped those first five ones in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, instead, let's just skip right to Fucks or Sucks.
4: Okay, Jacqueline, since this <laughs> was your I'm month, sorry. why don't you pick why don't you pick that? Okay. <laughs>
1: Thanks for picking that up for I me. I forgot <laughs> whose turn it was. Oh, it was it's mine. Yeah. Technically, but really what does that mean? Um th- this movie fucks hard. Um, and I'm glad that it's called Day of the Dead. It's that makes it the perfect movie to watch on a summer solstice. So you have the longest day possible as much day as possible i know
0: yeah watch it on my brain. yet
1: another reason your birthday is special makes the day nice and long and that's what i want from this movie actually i think
0: night of living dead sounded like it might have taken place on on june 21st i wasn't positive though because she mentioned something about the solstice on that day but
1: oh but then they mentioned the clocks going
0: back so i don't know if it was taking place on that day or if it was taking place in summer
1: yeah, now or that FEMA. you say that, I remember she did say something like, Oh, we should turn the clocks back on, yeah, the, solstice on the solstice or something like that. Yeah, we have that. so
0: much daylight or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, unfortunately, this movie takes place around Halloween time, but I wish mm. it took place on June 21st because mm. that would be as even more dead, even more Day of the Dead. That sounded better in my head. That kind of turned out awkward. Not one of my best. Heidelberg, what do you think? I love it. Does it fuck or suck?
0: <laughs> oh, uh, what do I think? I thought you meant your joke.
1: Oh, no. I like the joke
0: as how well awkward as that? what did
1: you think of my joke yes <laughs>
0: your joke was you uh, pretty good i gave it uh, uh i gave it eight and a half out of uh five chuckles okay. out of ten Thank sorry you. out of five that's like
1: oh i'm batting like one hundred eighty thousand. Yeah, way over 180 uh, percent.
0: so yes uh this film is an old fuck that you haven't heard from in a while so you don't remember how you enjoyed it last so you start getting down and it's a little slow going, but the groove is right, and then the steady buildup climaxes in a bloody soaked orgy you just won't soon forget. It's a bloody good fuck.
3: Mm mm mm.
2: Okay. Put a towel down. Mm. <laughs> what about you, John?
4: Me? <clears throat> oh boy. Um. You know, I I, I gloat about Dawn of the Dead last week, and and as a kid, it was just one of my favorites. Um. However, this movie really kicked up for me because I love the tone of it. I love the, uh, um, it, it, how methodical it was and, and, of course, the special effects. So this is like one of those fucks that you had that was really good, but you just kind of, I, I guess, in your own young mind go, eh, it was all right. But you think back to it, you 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 fall in love with it all over again. So this is definitely a fuck.
0: The one that got away absolutely
4: Finally, yeah. and uh, at least in the sack yeah.
1: oh all right robert what do you say
4: well
2: just like the ugly girl in school everyone made fun of at the and dumped uh blood on at the prom but she later turned out to be super hot this movie fucks <laughs>
1: 100 oh, like percent. i think it. that was the best one are we covering carrie like tonight <laughs> what are we doing Apparently. um no I, I that was spot on rob Nicely mm-hmm. said. All right.
2: Well, I don't like this movie when it came out, it's, it's fucking awesome.
1: That's mm-hmm. so weird to me. I, well, I'll save it. Okay. I'll save it. All right. All um, Yeah. John, do you want to drop the spoiler warning so we can get into it?
4: Absolutely. Uh, we are going to be talking about day of the dead from George Romero, because this is an is October to Romero from 1985. If you have not seen this movie, it's so easily available. Pause the podcast. Do yourself a favor. Go watch this. And then come back to find out what we thought about it.
1: Hmm. Hydra do you have a movie theater in the hidden in the dark under a box of popcorn reach I got around extra, for us?
0: Yeah, I got the extra buttery reach around. <laughs> uh, free refill on that reach around.
1: <laughs> Can't wait. What Did a you deal. Butter your
2: eyes a little bit. You
0: know. Yeah, I buttered my eyes a little.
2: Ew. <laughs>
0: you guys ready? <laughs> yeah. Ugh, okay. Stretch. Yeah, you got to stretch first before mm-hmm. you reach. okay (laughs) civilizations fallen the dead roam the earth decomposing and swollen trips to the surface for survivors we call them the military help to drive the herd as our survivors make it back in the whirly bird shocked by the death of cooper our group just heard a death in the ranks means a shift in the tower as Rhodes comes into a position of power a taste left most sour listening to Rhodes is a hard pill to swallow both doctors work have proven to be hollow and the terrors above threaten and gallow Miguel can't cut the mustard, on the job he's flustered. Hold on tight, now the collar just busted. Military man takes a bite to the neck. Miguel can do it, gets bitten to heck. Now his arm Sarah hacks. Frankenstein gunned down for his unethical snub. Of all human life and only caring for Bub. His sanity long gone, now here comes the rub. Rhodes has no need for most of our crew. The base overrun, Miguel what did you do? Rhodes draws his gun but Bub cuts him in two. Free at last, the chopper reached. Just one more scare, we hear a screech. As Sarah wakes up on a beach, nightmares still plaguing her head. The markings on the calendar red—just another day of the dead.
4: Yeah, love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Can I say I loved all the acting in this movie? Oh, I mean, I—I yeah. I, I know from last week, um, you know, we really only had four characters, but like this one, God, how much did you hate Rhodes? Oh, I mean, oh, he's a lot, horrible and time. you're
1: right. That's a testament to his acting skills.
4: He, absolutely, absolutely. You know, that's nothing a great against, performance. Yeah, nothing against the actor and uh, Joe Pilato I believe, passed away.
2: Yeah, um, he did uh, a couple of years ago.
4: Okay, and, and again, you know, um, Hyderberg, thank you for sending that behind the scenes thing. It just seemed like you know he he was a more humble guy, but he still had some of that roads in him while he mm-hmm. was talking on camera uh from this behind the scenes thing but i appreciated what he did and you know romero leaned into it is it, like every time he overacted almost like a jim carrey type where it was just like you know well oh, i'm going to get, you know the eyes and and just really going melodramatic on it
0: i like it though i like it's yeah, I do too. I do yeah too. like you said he's just he just stri- he strides that line of like not being too far gone
1: I agree. It's like he's over the top, but still within the realm of like human, you know, like he doesn't quite become um, what's the word I need? I don't know, like a a cartoon. Yeah. Um, Character. Yeah. So it's like the I think all of the emotions are high and there's like a lot of drama from like all of the characters. I feel like everybody's but I mean, I think that kind of speaks to the emotional state of the characters like everybody's kind of like at level 10. Yeah, all the time because everybody's nerves are frayed and we're in like a the most desperate of desperate situations. Um, but I kind of wanted to go back for a second to what Rob started to say before I was like, no, 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 let's save it for the. Um, you were talking about how this movie didn't really, it it wasn't really all that successful at first. It was kind of like ignored or snubbed at first.
2: Well, I was, uh, I was gonna bring. I was like, how how did we get here to Day of the Dead? Because that's actually kind of an interesting story. Uh, obviously, Dawn of the Dead was a huge success, uh, and I understand why. Obviously, it it spawned a lot of stuff, and I understand that at that time period, man, people couldn't get enough of that movie. And I get it. I get it. It just wasn't my favorite, but I, I can understand people from that era really loving that. Uh, but after the success of Dawn of the Dead, Romero signed a deal with uh, United Film Distribution Company. He was got a three-picture deal, but one of them had to be a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. So he uh, in his mind, he's like, Well, I don't have to do that sequel first. So he ended up doing movies like Night Rider, uh Night Riders and Creep Show, uh, which uh were Night Riders was very unsuccessful. I've actually never seen that one. Creep Show moderate success, and that obviously is uh has become kind of a cult classic uh, nowadays as well. Um and Creep is yeah, one of my favorite horror movies as a kid. Which is why you're wearing the shirt today.
1: Yeah. Oh,
4: what, cool. I, I want shoot. my cake. I got
1: two people. <laughs> That's a great shirt, Bro. Yeah,
2: thank you. So after those two films, uh, because of like not the su- the success wasn't there with those two films. He had a decision. Them. They were still going to give him $7 million, but he had to deliver on an R rating. Romero chose not to do that. And so they only offered him half of that money, three and a half million. It, so, but if you do have the three, you take the short money, you do whatever you want. It's fine. Uh, That's for this film. That's for this film day of yep. the day. I
0: think that's why also I, I remember hearing because I recently listened to Spoils of Horrors. Uh, they covered this movie and they had some different uh, some good trivia also. And they mentioned I think that's why they stay in the base because they had some plans in the script to go up top with more, which is one of the things I would have liked to see, actually. But it forced them to just focus downstairs.
2: Yeah, this that was that was actually my next point.
3: No,
2: no, it's OK. This is supposed to be the grand epic of zombie films. Like, uh, I think Romero said it, this is going to be his uh, "Gone with the Wind" of zombie films. Like, it was like it was on that like level that he was going to go for it. And uh, Tom Savini said it's like it was going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark meets Dawn of the Dead. I mean, that's what it that's what it was going to be. And so when they had to, uh, the original script was like uh, supposed to going to be like two hundred and two minutes. They cut that yeah, I think down. it
1: was about 200 pages, right?
2: Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So they cut that way down, and they, like I said, he rewrote the whole thing to encompass like the budget that he had. So that's kind of what we got. And uh, obviously, all the all the money went to the effects, but I'm guaranteed that it went because none of the actors are like big actors. These are all theater guys who were kind of getting their start, uh, mm-hmm. and. In some cases, like in our, our main actress, L- Lori Cardiel, she's the daughter of Bill Cardiel, who was in the first movie, Night of the Living Dead. Chili Billy was his. Nickname.
1: Oh, yeah. The newscaster. That's yeah. One. Okay. But, all right.
2: All yeah. right. Yeah. He And he was a like Pittsburgh legend at that time. Oh, hey. Uh, He's a horror me, host.
0: Uh, it's me, Chilly Billy.
2: So <laughs> my
1: name?
0: Did I hear my name? <laughs> 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 it's a chilla, chilla burning a hunk of chilling love. I mean.
2: Way to
1: seize that opportunity, Hydro.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to do it to you, Rob. That's all right.
4: <laughs> Jacqueline, we've that. had a mélange of of impressions on the show so far.
2: Yes, so. yes.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, this is uh uh that's kind of how we got to Day of the Dead and this is what we got. George Romero proud of what he put out there. All the actors are proud of what they put out there, and damn if they didn't act their ass off. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it it does straddle the line of over the top, but it it's it it stays on that line. It does not cross it. Because I find that their characters are very believable.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I, as, I feel the same way. Um, yeah, like it still like, retains well, the humanity, like in the relatability. Yeah. Um, and before anybody gets too sad about what could have been with this, like Gone with the Wind, sweeping epic, and all of—I don't
2: think ideas, it. W- I don't think it would have been as good.
1: I don't think so either. I think one of the things that works best about this film is the tight pacing, right. and also a lot of the things that he wanted to explore in this original two hundred page script ended up in Land of the Dead anyway. So we yeah, can we could talk that about that sense. next week yeah.
3: yeah
2: well i'm I'm always a fan for when you have to work under constraints and restriction because that creates more creativity. Um, there's a lot of films that have gone through that, uh, and the film turned out to be way better because they had to kind of work around some stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know it, here, the budget was the constraint, so you didn't get to do everything you wanted. but he allowed Tom to and he's like, "Here, listen, this is what you're gonna be able to spend." Go apeshit with it, because Tom's that was where the money went—was to Tom Sabini, who did mm-hmm. a brilliant job, fixed all of his problems from *Don of the Dead*, and just delivered. Like, I feel a, like this film—you
0: can tell—I think it, I think it fixes almost all a lot of the problems that we've had with the last two films. Um, I feel the exact together. same It way. gives us the leading lady I wanted since Barbara. It gives me. Mm-hmm. The better gore that you know, so like Dawn didn't have as much. Like no, you know, we get some blue zombies here, but not better as,
2: zombies. Better uh, no, zombies. I wouldn't say we they're blue. Still, I think they're pretty. There's solid a couple of blues they, they here do and there. Utilize some of that blue makeup, but there's effects on them. Like you, you can yeah, see. Yeah, there's some and there. killer effects in this. They're movie. not just
1: like plain. Yeah. Blue, and they hold up.
2: That's still. it.
0: Yeah, they like didn't they
1: have, deca- like- they have decayed.
4: Like like with Roger's character last week, you know they they did that. Uh, with, what do they call it? A tissue makeup where it just it uh-huh. gives wrinkles and th- that that you know he's dead. Yeah, and that looked like, like kind yeah, of- yeah. But that that seemed like that was the most attention paid to. And Rob, I agree, I agree with you. It just it just looks like that this budget went to the zombies because oh, yeah. they all look different. You know yeah. They, they yeah. There was some blue zombies. There were some gray zombies. There were some green zombies. But Hydraberg, uh, to your point, man, I. I fuck, man, the the gore in this was so good. You know, there was a scene in last week's movie where Roger gets into the car and then um, one of the zombies grabs Roger's leg and just pushes through it. And it it, it just, it looks silly. Mm -hmm. I mean, the blood looks silly, but this looked gory. This looked real. Um, Yeah, it's visceral.
1: To To me, in the seven years between Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead, Tom Savini's effects got like, a hundred times better in my opinion like just leaps and bounds leaps and bounds above well he found his right mixture
0: too at one point of like how he liked the blood to look Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. which happened in between those two films i believe so
1: yeah
3: uh, this
2: is is definitely his master class he said this is this is this is the best movie i've ever done
0: i could see that yeah definitely
4: i would not argue with that
0: yeah there's some crazy scenes towards the end especially
4: um, well, I mean, there were some squib scenes that were, and this is yeah, but not that's probably not even movie. his department as much. No, I think it is because Nobody he happens. has mm-hmm. he, he has a hand at everything. All these special effects, you know, that's so true. Look he at look soon, at nineteen eighties Maniac. Yeah, so he yeah. knows how to use a gun. He used that's it true. for uh, Dawn of the Dead, but I, I'm just saying it's not a knock against the movie. There were some squib scenes where it's just like you know the camera was slightly off kilter, and then you saw. A shoot and then the way the blood shot out it's like yeah that's a little that's a little cheesy but fine i mean it looked better it looked just better for sure
0: back up to the beginning the very beginning of the film that just the the scene the way they set up that first scene of sarah in the room with just bathed in all white cinder blocks like no exit really anywhere right mm-hmm. and she's just in the moment you know like head down resting and then she walks up to the calendar which happens to be october an october mm-hmm. to romero huh? Yeah.
1: it looks like she's just crossed off the 31st yeah, actually exactly
0: yeah and she's like looking at the calendar and just that that hand uh effect that they do through the wall is pretty impressive man it still looks good it's
2: yeah it's they had like one shot at that too because it... yeah
0: and it just like i don't know it's a cool scene like you don't i've never seen that anywhere else really like that's just a cool moment in the film and it sets the I think the room, that this little dream, too, like, speaks on the film, too, of her, like, isolation and feeling, you know, like, the walls are closing in on you. There's no exit. And Mm -hmm. watching the calendar, the days just kind of slip by, you know what I mean? Like,
4: in this place, just barely. Every day is the same as
1: the last. Yeah. Yeah. A
4: white padded room. But yeah, I mean. Just this institutional location. Uh I think when I first watched it, I thought it was silly the way she just did the. (gasps) You know, or looked away, you know, but it actually is iconic and watching it because I've watched it twice uh, since we said we were going to watch it. And, man, I I love that scene because it does feel like an isolation thing. You know, you're in a white padded room. You're going insane because of what's going on around you. However, this thing that's driving you insane attacks you. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's pretty.
0: I like it. It works.
1: That's a great way to start off the film. I think it great gets you opening. engaged right away. It's a good little mm-hmm. jump scare right off the bat. It's pretty mm. unexpected. yeah, um and then you get the extra little unexpectedness that, oh, she's just waking up from a dream. It's yeah. not real. But what she's waking up into is not really any better. Like she's waking up mm-hmm. into a living nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I think right off the bat, the movie sets a tone of like hopelessness. Mm-hmm. um they're flying around. and you know, we talked last week about, I don't know what to call it, but last week I called it like the compression of time in this franchise that like a certain number of years goes by in between the films, but that doesn't necessarily correspond to the time that's passed in the storyline. And Mm -hmm. yet the each movie is set in the time that it was made. Like you can tell by the hairstyles and fashion and music and all that. But um, but we don't really know how much time has passed in like the dead universe between dawn and day. Um,
0: But the outbreaks have gotten. or further and further. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so we can see right off the bat that like the ratio of dead to living is dramatically different, like mm-hmm. dramatically different. Um, we mentioned last week in Dawn of the Dead that the ratio is just about equal between the zombies and the humans. And here we have people in a helicopter traveling a you know a total radius of like 100 miles um, along a coastline and they're seeing nobody. Yeah. Mm-hmm no humans and so right off the bat it's like oh our situation is very different now like things have devolved they haven't been fixed it's it's i mean it's it's like to the point of total collapse now like the fact that they're even able to still get running water when they're down in the bunker was like amazing to me. yeah it's a military i
0: feel like i love that opener though of them like going out into the city and like seeing Mm -hmm. how abandoned the city looks and all the zombies are like indoors almost Mm-hmm. They use the megaphone to, like, just kind of call out to survivors, I guess, really, to just see if anybody's out there. Mm-hmm. And I just for some reason this time when I watched it, I couldn't help but hear Mrs. Dalfire's voice <laughs> like, hello,
3: hello, <laughs> hello, That's hello! the way it sounded. He
0: <laughs> just kept saying it. Hello,
3: hello. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. But yeah, you guys, got, you guys like, should the do that on around. Oh, I yeah. Know, oh, cool to see the money just, like, floating around. Like that. it's
3: worthless now. Yeah, it is
0: mm-hmm. It's meaningless. And yeah, you, right here, you can tell where the effects budget was up because you, the first time you get a glimpse of is that like fucking jawless wonder.
1: That oh, that is amazing. And
0: he amazing. looks disgusting. Yo, doesn't That's he look like Beaker with that fucking hair? Oh, yeah. He mm-hmm. like he came mm-hmm. up
3: like me, mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: I was like, oh my Beaker. God. is, but yeah, you is
3: need a puppet. To though, down.
0: Anyway.
2: Is it a puppet? It's a puppet. The zombie. It, yeah, it looks great achieved the, uh,
0: jaw. It achieve the job.
2: Looks awesome.
0: Yeah, it looks great
2: but yeah we get with moving eyes so better
4: that's that's the way the effect like worked it had moving eyes but there were like two guys in the back just kind of controlling it
2: well mm-hmm. the, it actually was funny is they actually broke the jaw and that's why it has like the tongue hanging out that was an accident it was yeah. all it was so it was kind of but it looked great they did a great job of that it looks awesome it's just yeah, they, i think they call them gross looking um,
0: you know what i mean to see a face like that anyway it's probably more yeah. gross than the original
1: it, to me, that's one of the most iconic images of the movie. It's like one of the things yeah. that sticks in my memory the most.
0: And so, when all the zombies come out, I, I didn't see it this time. But isn't there isn't there a shot of like an alligator coming out? Yes, with them? There, there is. is. <laughs> is
2: there... Oh, I, I don't think it. I saw it this time. I don't so they, know. They want the 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 film. They wanted to show that, like, I mean, because the, they're in like Miami, this is
1: Florida, um, yeah,
2: yeah, or somewhere in Florida. You know, yeah. in in, in uh, uh, Fort, back, Fort Myers, uh, backyard, yeah. essentially the. But they wanted to show how overrun it was, yeah, and that like alligators have kind of just like overtaken, which you know mm-hmm. is pretty much normal for Florida.
1: Rob, <laughs> I literally texted a picture um of a gator in my backyard to these guys like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> it happens all the time. He was out there again yesterday. He likes That's to sunbathe. Scary. I, it's just he's like he lives in our in our pond behind our. Oh like, wow. House. Yeah,
2: but uh, no. So there, uh, <laughs> two of the zombies were actually the the alligator tamers, and when they were kind of like lowering him to where they needed him to, they dropped him. Uh, and so Aww. there's actually, so the the alligator is actually bleeding. So that's his real blood. Um, oh, like But I think it works for the film because it looks like he's been like chewing nah. on shit <laughs> throughout the, <laughs> just trying to survive.
1: Zombie alligator?
2: Maybe just saying
1: that
0: sucks <laughs> that he got oh, hurt.
1: I know. I feel bad.
0: But uh, I don't remember seeing it this this cut, though, maybe maybe I I want to go back and look. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah. But so they 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 go out in the helicopter and they're looking for people to help. And, you know, they're out for hours. You know, they travel a couple hundred miles and they find nothing. So then we get introduced to this bunker, this military bunker they're staying in um, where, you know, immediately they set up this tension which i think sort of carries the whole rest of the movie of the tension between the scientists mm-hmm. and okay. the military guys mm-hmm. well and then but then there's also like dissension among the scientists and then like john and bill are kind of like outside of that so there's like yeah it feels like nobody's really on the same page in this movie except for like the military guys maybe
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i, w- I was kind of thinking uh when i did my uh alien review on circle of jerks we talked about how yes you have like there's not very many people but there's so many different factions within that group and yeah. that's what we're dealing with here no one is together you ha- like i said you kind of ha- uh you have sarah who is kind of trying to keep everyone together she's kind of like the the glue but the glue is not sticking anymore uh you have uh you know john and bill they're kind of on their own. Like they, they've checked out. Like it's like, we need to go to an Island. Just get the fuck out of here.
0: I and like they, those guys. And I like their spot. They're
2: awesome. Uh, you have uh, her boyfriend. Uh, who Miguel. is Miguel. Miguel, who is he's just lost it, man. He's out. Of, he has PTSD. I don't know if the film was trying to go for like the whole idea with PTSD and like, cause they keep calling him yellow and like, he's a coward. And that's actually in the end, that time frame. A lot of soldiers who were who had uh, come back from Vietnam after you know this is a several years after that, who were treated like dog shit by other yeah. veterans. It was like weird. Officers. I
0: didn't know what the yellow thing
2: meant because I was I like, thought is it, I thought they were making a racial. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's a, they're calling him a yellow belly,
4: which is he was yeah, being yeah, racial
2: yeah. also. towards him. Yeah, well,
4: oh, that, that steel were, guy. Yeah. That steel guy was just he's yeah. he's a big racism.
3: Racist.
2: Yeah. yeah. But no, the 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 yellow term was—it's a short term for yellow belly, calling mm-hmm. him a coward. Uh, it's an old Western term that you know you guys don't watch Westerns here. I so mean, I know that I've heard it that. Just
3: that. The, it it just always seemed to be tied one. to the it word spick, like was, Yeah. And so I, he I was like, like, oh, I don't know. No, no, it that
1: did. Uh, directed as, as if Spanish, like that's his, like so...
0: he's like he's racist, but he just doesn't—he doesn't say brown. Instead, for some reason, he says yellow.
2: I that's what
1: I—that's how I read it too. But no, no,
2: it's a—it's telling him that he's a coward and like they—it's that he is. I mean. Because his, I don't, his, I don't agree brain, with that a little bit. His brain is fracturing. He has PTSD. Oh, yeah, I guess he's... Uh, who knows how many people he has seen being eaten by zombies or killed by some craziness? And yeah, true,
0: he's not because really. at the end too, he goes out like swinging. He's like, yeah, he, he goes out the way fracturing. he
2: does. like, yeah, like pretty crazy. I don't know, yeah, about it.
1: I think he's just traumatized. I would never call him yeah. a coward.
2: You're right. No, that, but I'm, I'm, just saying that that is,
1: yeah, how that's how what Rhodes is like
2: that or viewed that. And, well, and both of wasn't them wasn't necessarily like trying to speak out against that but i i i'm a veteran too so i i i know people who've dealt with ptsd and like uh, how you know it's changed now like where there's a lot more uh, sympathy and help that is being given to these guys but back in mm-hmm. the 80s there fuck no there was there was none of that like they would be treated like dog shit
4: and if you think about it you know vietnam was not that far removed from this movie well,
1: I tom mean, savini not, served not, in vietnam and was yeah. he, pretty traumatized he, he, by it
4: he did. It was like what, 68, 69, and this is 85. So that's. I think
1: it yeah. officially ended in 72, if I'm not Started mistaken.
2: In 59, but... ended, I think, in like 73 or 4. So, it's, so if you
4: think about it, that's only like 10, 11 years after Vietnam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this I mean, is. that's a, still it, pretty
1: fresh in the memory.
4: I mean, it's like us comparing Desert Storm. Desert Storm happened in the 90s, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yo, that was like yeah. 30 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. But but like you separate, you know, what the time frame was, yeah. you know, it still kind of matches up to what we're thinking about, you know, with Desert Storm and, you mm-hmm. know, all, all the uh, soldiers that had to go there and perish, you know, it's just like, it's almost the same thing, not the same thing, but I mean, the time frame.
2: Yeah, I know, okay. I know what you're talking about, yeah, John. Yeah, it's. But I just, I don't know. That's something that I noticed, maybe because, like I said, I'm, I'm a veteran, so I just kind of, I, I, caught that little piece there. I don't think that mm-hmm. was necessarily their intention. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. I like,
0: I, I like that Sarah like steps it up though when she sees it like uh, Miguel can't really do what you need him to do right now. Like, so I'll just help. I'm not gonna let you go either by yourselves because she even says like. Well, the two of you guys can't just go there either. I think she she doesn't like these guys, but she's not going to, you know, let them go and get hurt. And at the same time, she, you know, Miguel can't really do what he needs to do at that moment. So I like that Sarah steps it up. And I feel like she holds her own so much in this group that, like, I feel like even the men look at her a certain way, even the ones that don't, res- like, treat her necessarily with respect. I feel like they still look at her, like, highly capable. And she has some a lot of pull around the in, in the base, it seems, still because yeah. she kind of lives both worlds like she goes out and fights and does things and then also you know is a scientist but they don't really show it a lot of that i wish we saw more of her doing research or something well
4: and i'm glad you brought that up Hydraberg, because there was a very misogynistic things uh towards the beginning of the movie where steel With gets steel? up on yeah. Uh, yeah he gets up on that that platform and he's like the biggest piece of meat in the cave now uh jacqueline being our leader and being the only female here. (laughs) How did you feel about Sarah's character?
1: I fucking love her. Um, I think she's like, I mean, I think she's on par with Ripley as a character. Thank you. Um,
3: you. She's really good.
1: I mean, I just, I don't understand why she's not in this like pantheon of amazing, like fucking strong um, female horror heroes. Like what, like why is she not talked about in the same breath as like, Ripley and some of these other characters, but she is strong as fuck. She's, she's level headed. She Mm -hmm. wants to collaborate with the other people in this situation. Um, she says repeatedly, if we could just work together, things would go a lot better. And she's, she's more like she has her problems as a character, I think, but, but I think like, it's pretty clear what a heroic character she is. Um, so I absolutely love her. I think she's Mm -hmm. a fantastic leading character.
4: Let me highlight your point, because Ripley is such a badass, and I think Sarah is such a badass too, but she shows him humanity. With the one person oh, yeah. that it seems like she trusts is John slash Flyboy, um, she breaks down and just gives him a big old hug, and it's just like, you, you know, it's that's realistic.
3: I
2: like yeah, that she hit, Like, yeah. everybody has Ripley, to have a Ripley, moment. Ripley does the same thing.
4: Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I agree, but I like to me. This is more effective because it's just like she had to be so strong for so long, but then uh-huh. there's this like like this. She takes a breath out and she goes, "What the fuck, you know?" And just yep. needs yeah. comfort. Like uh, when Miguel gets so bit,
0: she just rolls right in, cuts it, cuts it off. Run, you know. Right. What I mean? They run him yeah. down to the to the island plate spot and then yeah she breaks down but it's like earned because it's like yeah fucking you just had the weight of everything on your shoulders you handled yeah. it like like in the face of fear just like it was nothing and you D- took a moment had to be, to be done. so yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i like I the moment that. where she hugs john because i feel like that makes that feels earned too like their friendship kind of like because they butt heads a little bit obviously but they oh, like yeah. each other but yeah you know i like that for them
2: so I, I have a quick quote uh, from Lori Cardiel about her character and like what and then we we talked about how like what the, the script was initially supposed to be and what it ended up becoming. And so this is what she said. Uh, he could have made me this. Uh, uh, he referring to George Romero. He could have made me this sexy little twit bouncing around with a gun, much more the sexual element. But he made her intelligent and strong. In fact, whenever I would try and make her a little more emotional, he would not allow me to do. So that I think like this goes back to the mistakes that I feel like Romero felt he made with some of his female characters. He like he and he was trying to make that same pro, uh, same mistake again. But when he had to rewrite the script, he's like, nope, we're going to make her a tough ass bastard. And she is. She's the only woman there. She has to stand her ground against these uh, Jacqueline uses the word troglodytes uh, uh-huh. like <laughs> steel and uh, Rickles. And uh, Rhodes not so much. He's just a fucking crazy person. Well, there's Uh, that moment where he says, "Sit
0: down, or I'll shoot you," and she's like standing up, you know, for the longest Um, time until she. John has to
1: tell her, "Like, sit down." Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and she sits down,
0: but begrudgingly, man.
2: But I love the. There's that initial, like, when Rhodes. We find out that Rhodes has taken power because the major has died, uh, which we'll talk about uh, here in a little bit. But, you know, uh, it's like, everyone, everyone has to be here at seven o'clock sharp. I don't care who it is. You know, even your little bastard Frankenstein over there. You know, It's like, and he's going crazy. It's like, yes, sir. Fuck you, sir. And
4: she's walking out of the door, which was
2: so
3: fe- fantastic. So, so trust to me, your- a-
2: a- a- As someone who's dealt with, you know, military uh, officers and shit, like, there's been many a times I've wanted to say the same goddamn thing.
1: I can only imagine. I was just gonna say, I'm really glad that you guys brought this up because I love that she's such a tough character, but she is also human. Like, I don't, it's not interesting to me to see a character who's like Rambo all the time, Mm -hmm. but never like, but is never affected emotionally by all the shit that they're going through. Like, Mm -hmm. she's going through a lot of shit and she's handling it very capably, but then when she has a moment to breathe, she yeah. does let herself feel that and like experience the too. horror. Yeah, she she's she's allowing herself to like experience the horror that she's been going through. And so yeah. I, I'm really glad that she has that emotional moment with uh, John.
0: She has yeah, that one moment, here. too, where she has the dream. Uh, she has another nightmare and then wakes up and Miguel's watching her. And he's like, yeah. oh, so, you know, you like you do get scared. Like, you're not as strong as you as, you know. He's like kind of jealous that she's looks that she's so strong that she has this appearance to everybody that she keeps it together, like you said. And uh, but yeah, she takes her moments where she where she needs them to uh, release.
2: Well, and Miguel sees that she has the same problem that he does. He probably he's probably having the same nightmares. Deals he, with it better. But she, yeah, she's mm-hmm. dealing with it better. And then later in. on, because she. Uh, Although it's not, you know, their relationship is kind of odd, like as far as like we don't really see how it started, why they have mm-hmm. this relationship. Whatever. It feels
0: false, kind of like Steven and Francine's again. Like, yeah, there, there's a divide already there, just like in their relationship and Dawn of the Dead, too. But we haven't we don't really know why or like there's no real affection between these two characters as much like there's like she goes out to save them and stuff like that. Like she cares about him, but the actual relationship There's nothing really there.
2: Yeah, to me, like John, John and Sarah were much more of a, could have been a much more interesting couple. And maybe they do at the, you know, as in the epilogue of this film, that's what ends up happening. Well,
0: they do got to populate.
2: That is, (laughs) that is the only (laughs) lady, so. But I know she does have that, like, when she has to cut off Miguel's arm to try to save him. And that's traumatic. Like, you don't want to have to, you know, someone that you care about having to, like, yeah. put off their arm to save them. And, like, she she acted on instinct to, uh-huh. to do that. But that's still got to be, like, really, like, she just had had it at that point. Because, like, there's no point that we need to be fucking doing this shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. She's one of the most valuable assets, I think, in that bunker, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just wish we saw more of her research. Like, give me, I would have loved to see a little something of her with her research. And because we get to see Frankensteins, and um, I think there could have been a little time. Like, we see her at one point doing something in the lab, right? But that's like, I don't know. It's just scenery. Not
1: much. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And she's a doctor. You know what I mean? Yeah. She yeah. is a doctor in this. So I would have
2: Sarah Bowman.
0: I just kind of wish we got a little something of like maybe she had a breakthrough or she needed something, or maybe that was tied to the going up top for stuff. Uh, you know, plot that they had to cut out. So maybe that was there and it's, uh, it was removed.
3: So uh,
1: that <clears throat> doesn't
0: damage about, her character. And right? she's still great. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, to, on, while we're on the topic of Sarah, I feel like one of the, one of the flaws in her is that I think her, you know, there's a, there's a moment where I think it's Rhodes who calls Dr. Fisher like an egghead. He's like, go get that egghead and bring him here or something like that. He uses the term egghead to refer to one, yeah. of, the, to one of the scientists. I think it's Fisher. And unfortunately like he's kind of right a little bit about the scientists this is just my opinion i don't know if you guys are going to be on the same page as me but i kind of feel like all of the scientists like they kind of are eggheads because all the research they're doing i feel like it really is just academic um to me all of them all of the research that they're doing whether you know because they don't all they're they all seem to have kind of different aims yeah like, you could compare dr logan you could compare sarah they're kind of going in different directions and they seem to have different objectives but to me all of it is basically pointless like uh-huh. it's like they're they're learning stuff but it's too late for it to matter in my opinion um there's a moment where somebody says like oh the the ratio of zombies is now 400,000 to 1 and so oh, and um, said that. what
2: that was frankenstein that said that yeah mm-hmm. and
1: so the um you know that's a lot different than when it was 1 to 1 and if you do the math on that i actually, i found this um i found this fact somewhere if we're assuming that this part of the story takes place in 1985 the us population at that time was like i don't know like 240 million or something like that so if you do the math it works out to like 600 surviving americans it, like, i i didn't i didn't like check out the math but that's what the fact i found online said and so if there's only 600 surviving americans it doesn't really matter, I think, if you find a medical cure or if you find some kind of behavioral therapy that's going to make the zombies um, like able to be lived with, like we're not gonna. there's no way that you're going to be able to alter the behavior or administer vaccines or do anything that's going to suddenly reverse the situation or make it livable or make us able to coexist with each other. It's too late for that. And the reason it's too late is that nobody has been able to like collaborate to make a difference. Um, Dr. Logan also says earlier, like the days of of being able to control this situation by just shooting the zombies in the head is long past. Like Mm -hmm. the time to do that would have been a long time ago. But -hmm. now the numbers just don't add up. There's literally, in my opinion, I think all of them are wasting their time. Well, and
4: I, and Jacqueline, I kind of disagree because I think it's a matter of desperation. You know, you, you're absolutely I right. That. You know, I, it, it, I agree it's with very, that. It's very, you know, it's not good. They're not going to be able to do anything. However, it's like grasping for straws. You're trying to figure anything out to be able to exist in this world and survive. I agree. So, I, I don't
1: think we're disagreeing yeah. with each other. I think that doing that is a way of making themselves feel better, like feel like yeah. they're doing something because, but like- You know it it doesn't matter if you learn why this is happening it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if you learn that they're just driven by the brain it's too late like so i i think it's just to make themselves feel better in the meantime to feel like they're doing something or i think in the case of dr logan it's just it's like his science brain you know like he's just excited to be learning something new but it's really not all that useful yeah, you know.
0: I mean, he does make great progress with Bub, but at what cost? I mean, it's but that's so one. Unethical.
1: That's one creature, and yeah. like there are. He needs um, to make
0: Bub the alpha zombie, and then he can like calm down the other Teach zombies, the like, others. Oh, so like Ooh, what if you made a zombie who does reverse, and he bites other zombies, and when he bites them, he gives them the vaccine, and then that <laughs> spreads, and then they bite each other, like turn them on each other to vaccinate everybody. That's
4: like the zombie the plague
1: day. in reverse. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That is Day of the Dead 2 electric Boogaloo. That's what happened. Oh, to Matt
0: there it is. I think we dropped them all. I think it's all
4: there. I I think we got them all in. By yeah. the way, um I did love that scene where Dr. Watson <laughs> um you know, he 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 um shames that one zombie. That was not very nice. You'll learn your lesson. He turns off the light and the zombie goes, "Mmm." Huh? Yeah. <laughs> the like, two that like
0: locked two up yeah, in that one room against the wall. <laughs>
2: Well, I, I was I was saving this. I felt like Jacqueline read off my notes because I <laughs> I asked the very same question. It's like uh, I was gonna wait till we started talking a little bit more about Doctor Frankenstein. Uh, but uh, it was my question was like, did this guy go crazy? Because he seems like he's completely lost it. I think
1: he's gone off the deep end. Um,
2: mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, did he go crazy? Was he like? If we find out that like he's beating soldiers to the zombies as treats to like yeah. you, know, you know motivation, like, yeah. real stuff. Did he kill these soldiers? Or like, you know, was it like um was it like some sort of uh, I don't know, like because I know like the, the soldiers were kind of fucking around with the scientists. Was this just his way of getting back at them for being a- assholes?
0: I think uh, the soldiers so, we saw like in the freezer, those were the ones that just died. I think yeah, so. um, but, that, but wondered,
1: we he might know might have killed Cooper. Died.
0: He might have killed Cooper.
1: I don't think Doctor Logan is a murderer. Anything, I don't think good. he killed them. I think he was taking recently dead people and using them as treats. That's my personal opinion. I, I think he's gone off the deep end a little bit. Um, he's crazy. But I, yeah, but I don't, movie. but I don't think he's like a murderer now. We got really that don't.
0: audio uh, tape of him talking to his mother.
4: Oh yeah, I put it yeah. back. I put it back. Yeah, or and like then
0: that. like he's telling the uh, Bob to call Aunt. What's her name? Aunt Aunt
1: Alicia. Alicia.
3: Alicia. Alicia. Who the fuck yeah. is that? <laughs> Mm-hmm. john
1: um, let's hear your impression again
4: i got a piece no. of
3: ice <laughs> I, I, a... <laughs> <Hello. laughs> I
4: can't do it i can't do it on the spot uh, oh sorry
3: Hello, that's Nice. Good.
1: that's good
2: thanks but i you know the other thing is like well would the experiment have worked we have no idea and like we actually we don't know exactly what outside of above we don't really know what progress they've made or anything like that
1: honestly it sounds like zero
0: so it doesn't yeah. it wouldn't it, you know like you wouldn't have been able to do anything at this because they're so, they probably like the only people alive in florida at the moment like well yeah i mean if there's only them.
1: 600 americans yeah. left then, 12 yeah, of of them. probably as much as i hate Rose,
0: it. he's kind of right they both have points when you take yeah. away the zany like horrible doctor like dark darkness of frankenstein and you take away you know the bullish nature of Rhodes. they both have points and at, at times but yeah you were saying Rhodes. you agree with
2: i don't like it's not that i i, I he does have a point it's like it's like we're we're wasting our time mm. here like and you better start showing some results or otherwise we have to figure out something different and i don't know what that something what is in Rhodes' mind what do they need to be doing yeah
0: because he never talks yeah about that, really.
2: He well, says okay. I want to get,
1: we need to get out of here. Uh-huh. But and they're like, "Well, where do you want to go?" But John and Bill kind of answer that question like when John's talking to Sarah just the two of them later, he's like, "We, we need should to just go to an find island, an man. island
3: mm-hmm. somewhere." And
1: honestly, at this point if the scales have tipped that far um in favor of the zombies, I'm inclined to agree with John on this yeah. one. But it's a shame because I think that's I think that's the major commentary of this movie. You know, there's I think there's a lot, but I think the the kind of primary one if we want to pick it out is like humanity's failure to work together for solutions in a time of crisis. Right. Um and so like the fact that it has been allowed to get this far with almost all humans dead I think is Illustrating the point that like, it didn't have to be this way, but we fucked around and, and fought with each other and had these divides that kept us from finding solutions. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's a critique, it's a real critique of um, human beings inability to like, work together for the, for
3: the, the good, better, for the good.
1: betterment of everybody.
0: Yeah not just you know, well, like, short
1: term like we think too short term uh-huh. like what's best for me right now mm-hmm. that's going to lead you down a really bad path the question should be what's going to be good for all of us for the group and it might be difficult in the short term or there might be sacrifices but that's what's going to like save humanity and they failed to do that so Absolutely. all of these people are failures mm-hmm. and so at this point in the game that's why i feel like john is right john has the only solution you know Sorry, yeah, what if get to the end, but that's what they end up doing.
0: What if you get to an island and then the dead all like walk into the water and then like keep walking and then they keep walking and then they keep walking, they keep walking some more? Well, let's hold then, on,
1: let's
2: let's explore
1: that. And then topic. They get that would
4: yeah. never happen, Hydroberg. That would uh, never uh, happen.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, I, w- I, I, that's John good. Speaks, that's good. <laughs> uh, when when they bring uh Sarah, t- uh, when John and uh uh, john and bill bring sarah to the ritz and it's kind of like because they they've been trying to like convince her like hey what what we're doing here is useless let's get on that helicopter let's get let's just get the fuck out of here like it's we're, and i don't think that it's uh because this this is an actual mine that uh, or a cave that, that that exists in wampum pennsylvania Mm. it's a it's a limestone mo- uh, cave that they do actually store the government stores records down there for from negatives to films to what have you wow
0: that's interesting i like his uh monologue about that too I well it,
2: that, it, that's dude. what i'm saying it's like, and i don't think it's a, a mistake that they're in a limestone cave and he's talking about a tomb because that's what the pyramids are made mm. of limestone. nice and so it's like
0: archaeology oh, bro look at you <laughs> cinematic
2: are your cinematic horizons expanded, Heiderberg?
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah.
2: But it's he's a, it's like we have surrounded us, ourselves in this this giant tomb that we haven't even explored the whole thing of, and we're surrounding ourselves with the things of the world that are no longer here, and we're 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 just as dead as these guys are. The, yeah, the basically,
0: zombie. right? Yeah, and so, I like John's point too to just like leave it here, leave it be, don't ever dig it up. Yeah. It we start anew. Like,
2: this yeah. is this is god exacting his revenge upon uh-huh. us reaching past our bridges we were not we were not meant to know about this shit. Yeah. it's we were supposed to to live our lives to the fullest and do well for humanity and not care about all this crap so we we have we have put ourselves here there's no one there's no one else that put us here but ourselves
4: right well and, and, I and again I, yeah so do i and, and i do love the scene because I mean, it's that perfect exposition of the movie. It's giving you exactly what you need to know with somebody just saying it out loud of like, this is our situation. This is why we're fucked. This is why we have to move on. We cause this. How are we going to stop it? Because we're outnumbered. Like you said, Jacqueline 600 people in comparison to 240 million people that live on this uh, on the United States. It's like, you're not going to win. <laughs> There's Unless no you way. nuke everything, and then you're fucked. You're dead.
2: Yeah. You go into orbit and you nuke
4: everything and you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah right go it. live on Mars.
1: Can twelve people <laughs> launch a space shuttle? I don't. know.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Think with so. Marvin the Martian, <laughs> the uranium two three six modulator? isn't that lovely? <laughs> hey, that's
1: a pretty.
0: John, good... that was pretty. John, good.
1: with yeah. all of the good impressions modulator. you can do, why, why did you choose coming Skeletor? Back to Skeletor? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, I that just out. happened organically that night
2: that's, that's like just choosing to eat cereal without milk i mean that was out. oh my god that you was because of mouth. thor because Thor. Remi-
4: <laughs> thor well, reminded the last time eat. rob is appearing on the show <laughs> jacklyn <Jacqueline laughs> yeah, just got so offended
1: no i'm just kidding <laughs> said, Joe, you the other d- uh the other night i was eating cereal dry while joey and i were watching tv and he was like it's literally disturbing
4: watching <laughs> you eat that he hear did you. you kill
2: somebody afterwards is this is this like your the, your, your ritual that you do before you kill somebody?
4: Of I, to not. be honest, Jacqueline, it doesn't disturb me that you do that. I think it's the crunching sound. Like when you yeah. hear somebody crunch really loudly, it bothers me.
1: It's literally no able. different than eating tortilla chips or something. Yeah, I mean,
4: I'm yeah, but I it. eat tortilla chips all by myself in a closet. I eat cereal off. without milk,
1: <laughs> as so it's as mad. not to bother anyone. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, what hydrober? <laughs>
0: No, I've said I've done it as a snack. Like so There's times I've eaten cereal out of the box without.
4: Well, take a couple, like a handful or thing. something like that.
1: Cereal for me is always a snack. I never yeah. eat it for breakfast. It's always yeah. a snack because, you know, I'll eat like I'll eat sugary cereals as a snack. I don't I never eat them as a meal. Okay. And they're less sugary than eating like candy or something, which is what I'm eating right now in between talking. But
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well,
2: I, I will say this, Jacqueline, you know, my wife loves like mukbang videos. She's a Korean and it drives me freaking crazy. But you would be big in the mukbang world if you just, you know, just chomping on some cereal and, you know, doing some ASMR stuff for people. Yeah.
1: Oh, I do love ASMR. Oh, I don't know what that thing is that you're talking about, but send me a video or something. Videos, I'll, I'll,
2: I'll send. I'll send you all oh. a, a video of one of these. My. Uh, but yeah, it's essentially you get the people they uh, these Korean girls who eat this giant amount of food and they're like rail thin and they will eat like. Thirty packs of like ramen, and then you they see you they they make it all, and then they start eating, it, and you hear them eating, it, and it's really mm-hmm. it insane. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like, like maybe that. this
1: could be a calling for me.
2: Uh, I think so. But uh, can we get back to the movie?
1: Sorry, I got excited about that.
2: Speaking of, they're <laughs> like, ASMR, like yeah. chewing on stuff. I, let's talk about the zombies.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, so God, I have is. a moment. See, you too, brought I it right want... back around. It was I wanted all to planned. touch
2: on. I find
0: it funny that um it's 1985 when this movie came out, and both this and Reanimator came out. And there are such similarities, I feel like, between Herbert West and Doctor
4: Logan.
1: Didn't Return uh, of the Living Dead come out around yes, the same time no. too?
3: Yeah.
4: Eighty six, like, like
1: a month later or something.
4: Well, yeah, yeah, like in eighty right? like six, right? Both Herbert West and Doctor Logan like have
0: a lot of similarities to me. They're both like kind of cracked and willing to do whatever for their research. And some of the some of the dialogue that Logan drops just reminds me of Herbert West like so much. So that I looked it up because I was like, when did this come out? When did the uh, Reanimator come out? And I was like, oh shit, the same year. It's just interesting
2: Uh, joe bob briggs talks about that too where like this the two parodies of the dead franchise of george romero came out before this third one which is another reason why it did not perform as well because once you start getting like the satire movies you know the the actual original kind of maybe dies out
0: I, i think george's three first three are better than the i do like return don't get me wrong like i love that but the sequel to that one is not as good like I think these first three films well, are like really him. good compared to um, what's-his-name's work, Russo's or whatever.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, Romero didn't do Returning to the Living Dead. No, Russo no. did. Like That was know.
0: the split because they worked on
2: night together. Okay.
1: I think that was confusing maybe for audiences, like thinking that that was, a, that that was part was. of Romero's thing. Corey Cardiel talked about
2: that, was... that too. Where it's like, wait, you saw... No, I'm not in that movie. I'm in <laughs> this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People a, just thought they
1: were...
0: Yeah, like the same movies.
1: Yeah. I I mean, you could forgive them for thinking so. Like, mm-hmm. if I didn't know There's, better, I would have thought so, no, too. No
0: internet
2: back then, so, you know, it's... Yeah,
0: but now. only one of them has uh, Leanna Quigley. Uh, like That's true. <laughs> <possibly> <laughs> That's true.
1: Too. Only one of them does.
4: Full frontal.
1: Sort <laughs> John, are you going to talk about some self-love experiences with that movie, yeah. too? Back well,
4: my day no, I'm not. VH, no, huh? I'm not. Okay. I, I, talked about, and I talked about that with uh, Toxic Adventure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, it you know, was just, like, your second awakening. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: one scene I really love, too, that we were talking about, like, Sarah and how, like, early on when when Miguel does, like, drop the ball for a moment there and Rickles almost gets killed and steel comes down on him and he's about to, like, hurt him. And she's like, let him go or whatever. And she's like, I like that she points she points the fucking Uzi at him and she's like, I'll cut you in half. And I just like that was like one of those Ripley moments where it's like, get away from her, mm-hmm. you bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, I'll cut you in half I with this that. thing. And you believe her. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, she she'll do it.
4: Well, yeah. the, the the first thing that that Miguel says is like, "You made me look like an asshole out there." Yeah, his,
0: like you no, know, you made you look like hurt, an but asshole. Like boo, boo, yeah. bro. Like because he 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 even I don't know. It's like. She she has to get him off the helicopter like a child that's being stubborn in the car. Like, come on, yeah, get, exactly. off the, get off the
1: helicopter. He's, like he's like the equivalent of an elderly person who shouldn't be driving anymore, but is refusing to give up the license. And he's like a total <laughs> menace on the road. And people <laughs> yeah. are like, no, you shouldn't be driving anymore. That's him.
2: Well, yeah. it's like I also, you know, I'm not sure, like, you know, it sounded like he hadn't slept in days, like, probably many of the soldiers had not, like, they probably had, you know, there's, because you yeah. have, like, your watches, and so, there's, what, like, you know, now we're finding out that more soldiers have died when they came back, so yeah. there's less, so you have maybe, what, six soldiers to, like, and, yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, so-
0: 12 people left after Cooper dies, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. So, it it's, uh, there's, there's no sleep. Yeah, yeah. With,
4: that, with that scene, though, like when Miguel slaps Sarah, that looked fucking real. That's because yeah. it was.
3: It probably was. Yeah. What? Yeah. I, I, she, uh, she, I
1: went, she told him. Ooh. She was like, go ahead. Hit me for real. I want it to look real.
4: Wow. Yeah. He did it twice. I know. And he goes, bam, bam. And then like grabs. See, her. That's what
0: I like, that's kind of like a how that's sort of why I was sort of like in my mind, I'm like, he's sort of a coward, you know what I mean? Like he hits this girl, he's like, but yeah, he's tr- you know, he's dealing with a lot of trauma too. So he's breaking the
2: one he's, person that defends on me you, but, you yeah. hit her. Jesus Christ.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was brutal. Yeah. See, I, I, I I cringed when I saw that. Yeah, like, oh. I can
1: feel sympathy for him being traumatized and at his breaking point, but um that, that's the those slaps are where he lost me.
4: Yeah, I don't
3: like yeah.
1: it. Sorry, Miguel.
2: No, sir, Same. I don't like it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yep. fish, uh, yeah. um, but i do, I,
2: I do oh. want to talk a little bit about uh like frankenstein and bub because i i don't yeah. think that there's a uh there's clearly something that they're trying to go for here uh, obviously they have dr frankenstein and they have this zombie who is probably one of the best monsters in uh in a movie since the universal monster he is awesome yeah. Uh, so the, the guy who um, who played Bub, that guy, that guy's name is Sherman Howard. Uh, he's actually uh, he did a lot of other work. He was uh, he's a big voice actor. Uh, one of the big ones that I saw that he had done. He was the voice of uh, Derek Powers in uh, Batman, Be- uh, Batman Beyond, which was one of my favorite cartoons growing up. Never seen it. OK, well, you know, I'm a nerd, so fuck <laughs> it. Uh, he
4: sounded to... like Patrick Warburton to me. Mm <laughs> hmm
2: yeah <laughs> but i i was just like this this is it, this invokes the same performances that lon cheney senior and junior and boris Karloff were doing back in the universal monster days it is so good that it's like it, it, the guy does everything with no fucking dialogue it's uh-huh. all in his face and he is yeah. brilliant and, and it's his like, body especially language, for yeah. yeah especially for 1985 like i mean we're way past the silent era like, and yet you get this performance it's it's amazing yeah I totally really agree
3: good.
1: with you and I, I like that comparison with the universal movie monsters I, I didn't really think of that before but I think you're absolutely right
2: and if, but I'm saying that because they named uh Richard Liberty's character Dr Frankenstein yeah
1: and I mean that's just kind of a nickname they gave him. They, they have the them, them, this right?
2: similar like, relationship I mean, they have a father-son it works here because created this is his creation Bub is yep. his creation yeah yeah so
4: yeah, that does make sense, is that Bub is the Frankenstein monster. However, exactly. he listens to his master, you know? Because mm-hmm. everyone
2: talks about how, like, th- this is as good as Boris Karloff did it back in the 30s. And I, th- I kind of agree with them. I it's think if you so took great.
0: a scene of Bub and, like, did it in black and white, it would look cool. Because he's got, like, those wrinkles in the face and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, like, the this movie, the... the- and he's green. Mm-hmm the way the cover of this movie back in the day on the vhs like scared me as a kid like i never yeah. saw it as a kid bub's face like on, on it, that
1: yellow background yeah right? the yellow yeah.
0: background with, like other zombies <laughs> behind him or whatever and his face all like sunken in and like shrunken sort of a little bit the way we, roger's face looked in dawn sort of and uh almost reminded me too of like you know like waterlogged you know like the, the yes. bodies and creep show that come back from the water yeah mm-hmm. um <laughs>
1: Well, that's funny because again, you know, people think you know Frankenstein is such like, uh, sorry, the Frankenstein monster is such an icon of horror, but just like the the you know Romero zombie movies, like frankenstein's monster is like not really the most horrifying part of
2: no it's not of that no, story to to. he's a um, sympath- he's a sympathetic creature he's because yeah it's not his fault it's the dr frankenstein is the real monster yeah in the movie
1: and so just like this like Bub is not the most terrifying part of this movie like the makeup is horrific but it's not like the, the he's not the source of the horror in this no, movie. It's Rhodes. you know and so, but, it, you know, they use that on the on the box cover and the marketing and all that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, look at the zombie. Um, but it's
2: just it funny just had to like Rose's eyes bugging out, like it sees, like, you know, spittles coming out of his
3: mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Been... yes. <laughs> it's
0: funny, That's funny, though, that the, we do focus on Bob a good portion of this movie and that he's the hero zombie. He gets, this is a movie about a hero zombie. You know, this is. is a progression of what heroes, hero zombies have come up. We had the one in night and then we get you know the mm-hmm. one and Dawn, and now we get one here. It's a whole movie about.
2: Well, this is what right. I wonder. Like, what would have? Like, let's say, let's say they were allowed to continue this experiment. Maybe it's worthless. I don't know, but like, obviously something is working with Bub. Like, yeah. would it? He becomes the alpha zombie from Army of maybe the they Dead. What would that have done? I like, don't know. I'm one. I'm. I'm just. I'm wondering
0: if because you could just
2: make them not
0: see you as food anymore. At least, like <laughs> you know
4: and he yeah. was separate from all the other zombies until the very end but you don't see him you know as the movie's wrapping up yeah. you know cuz the doctor did just... I'm sorry John No and, and I was just saying that you know when he saw Watson dead when he got like became Swiss cheese he freaked out he like he, yeah, he was did. sad or upset
0: Yeah he got yeah he got fucked like it definitely reminded me too of like Frankenstein's monster so he's like Ooh! Yeah. uh yeah definitely and yes, he knew he exactly
4: to go after.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, there was that moment where he saluted Rhodes, right? And, and that was the fuck back. And he got him. Yeah, he got yeah, frustrated like... there. That's why he salutes him later after he's dead.
1: Right. Yeah. So, yeah, Bub is, you know, obviously he's been trained by, um, I almost just said Rhodes. He's been trained Logan. by Logan. But oh, I also think Logan. that the. I
4: said Watson. Sorry. Yeah, you did. Oh, no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's um, Logan.
1: But I I also think that Bub represents like an evolution in the zombies over the time frame of this ongoing story, you know, starting with Night of the Living Dead. Like Mm -hmm. in Night of the Living Dead, they were kind of just all they really did was eat. There was Mm -hmm. one part where, you know, one of the zombies was fighting and, you know, they seemed like surprisingly strong, but still they didn't really
0: do anything that that required like any higher level of thinking. but yeah, they didn't really do anything other than... And
1: then in Dawn of the Dead, I feel like they're a little bit more advanced. Like, they're climbing on the... They're going up the escalator and they're, like, knocking down the door. They have like, they, can open the door and, you know, they, they're, hugging they're, like, people. a little bit more... Advanced. <laughs> they're just <laughs> hugging people left and right. They're cuddling, for God's sake. Um, I forgot about that. So it's, like, a little bit more advanced and I feel like, even without the training from um, Logan, I feel like Bub is a little bit more advanced already. Like, he hasn't been like i don't know like he's he seems to have organic emotions mm-hmm. you know like he's he has a natural curiosity maybe that's what made him a good candidate for this training yeah. that um I keep on to say roads damn it logan was was trying to do um And so I I feel like that's really one of the most interesting things about this particular movie. And I think it sets it apart really from the predecessors and that like there was a giant leap forward in the like cognitive abilities of the zombies um, or a a zombie in this movie. And I think that's going to lead us a little bit into next week's movie. But um, to me, that's really one of the major distinguishing factors. And just like, you know, Rob, again, I think your comparison with Frankenstein's monster and like other universal monsters is so apt because i don't know about you guys but like i really feel for bub i mean it's weird to say that but especially he does like i feel bad for him that he's locked up i um you know feel uh, like my heart swells a little bit when he gets in trouble for being naughty you know Mm -hmm. and like and then at the end when he sees dr logan dead i mean he looks heartbroken and then he looks pissed
4: and then and it's gets like totally revenge.
1: relatable it, yeah it's totally relatable it's i mean it's this close to human yeah.
4: you know okay and jacqueline I, like that. I want jacqueline to be honest the reason why you love bub is because he's a stephen king fan
1: i know yeah, i mean does,
0: it, he does love some sounds a lot
1: i mean yeah. what's better than that
0: he read it like a vampire too he read it upside down
1: what more could i <laughs>
0: He listens to most art while he's reading sounds. He does, yeah, because he's sophisticated. He probably has Criterion collection as well.
1: <laughs>
3: of course he
0: does. I want I to skit with Bub where he's like young Frankenstein and like he's performing with he the, has like a monocle with Logan. And they're
1: like,
0: I do like the moment where like. Uh, what's her name? Sarah kind of walks in the room and like she meets Bub or maybe she knows Bub already but forgot he's there and he like comes up from behind like he's gonna hug her and then I was like curious. I was like, I wonder if they caught this dude by Pittsburgh Mall maybe like (laughs) (laughs) this is where he's come. This is the story of that same zombie.
1: Oh boy, He's an affectionate little guy. I liked
0: Mm -hmm. when he was using the razor to see him like kind of recognize what it is and then see himself in the mirror and then begin to put it to his face and his face cuts a little bit. And then he he touches his face and sees the blood and tastes his own blood. But and I like the continuity of too, like that cut's still there later on when he's roaming the halls, yep. so you have to That's cut up.
1: attention to detail.
0: Mm-hmm. I love when he gets like loose and just sort of does. He's like, I was going to say before, you said he's kind of like different than the other zombies. He sort of is. He's like a near mint zombie. Like the rest of the zombies are really worn out. But he's sort of mm. like they kept him near mint. <laughs> yeah. like He was like still in his packaging almost. Like they taught him some things. They kept him in the lab. He didn't get rough and dirty and blood all over. Well,
4: him. And it's, it, it you, you know, begs the composed, question. The rest like the same it begs the question is that that how did logan you know figure out hey we're going to feed these these zombies um the zeds if you will um we're going to feed these zombies like scraps you know okay. again and and the question was brought up if um what was the major's name major cooper
2: okay. yeah major cooper
4: is is if yeah, those zombies weren't being fed uh cooper as kind of like a reward because you know logan keeps saying oh you get your reward if you behave
0: i believe cooper was on the table i think he's the one without the uh head like with the brain they called that uh they called that
4: uh, that gag the moose clip moose clip that's it excuse me so, yeah, that, so that okay, brain. So that part of the so brain I watched the documentary of the making
2: of this film Same. <laughs> and Tom Savini and the rest of the group, they would call that get the 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 brain with like the body. Yeah. They called that the moose clit.
1: I'm sorry, are you saying moose? Clit? Clit.
2: Yes, yeah, it's like
4: C-L-I-T.
1: Okay, I get it. I just want to make sure. All right. Okay.
0: Uh, do they have like
4: a just large? turned
0: red? <laughs> are they normally large or something? Is that why it's in comparison to that? I'm just
1: quoting what they told they me. They have I'm a lot of saying... nerve endings, Hydraberg.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it just looks like a brain.
2: It's like a brain it... stem yeah
1: okay who yeah, has a moose like they, that we can investigate
2: yeah hold on I mean, let I've me look of, it up on the internet I've heard of, oh god I've heard
1: don't moose. google that john do not google i don't that. know
2: what it looks like personally i'm Born just going by what
3: they told clip. me jacqueline
2: just <laughs> do moose knuckle it should come up
4: <laughs> whoa no don't thing. look that up do not look that up do not we'll look put it that in, up Trust john me. john we'll link it in the show notes well, no, we, we don't want to do it. that.
3: Oh, God.
4: No, we're, we're trying
0: OG to
1: show. get a clean rating on this. This is a family I
2: mean a... <laughs> show, guys. Come on. Nah, we oh, wait, can on I, I, currently can have I bring clean up
1: rating. one thing?
4: And I, <laughs> no, I don't no. know if we've done it yet, but those those little homages back to Dawn. Oh, like, the mall. like, like Flyboy? The, the mall. The mall. Uh, uh, the the fact that they call John Flyboy. Flyboy. Yeah. You know, just things like that. You know what It made this movie like almost perfect? If we had a, I forgot her name. It was a, it wasn't Barb. It was... Um, Fran? What was Francine. It? Fran.
0: And if that's where and, they got the helicopter, it was from Francine and what's Peter. name? Yeah.
1: Stephen, or not Steven. No, yeah. no, 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 no. You were right, uh, Peter.
4: It, it, Peter. If 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 they would have had like a cameo or something like that, or e- even like Clearly a flash of their could. body or something.
0: Yo, have like this. They have a little kid with them at the base. And they're like, where'd you get this little kid? And it's like, oh, this lady showed up with this dude in a helicopter and they were barely hurt. And she delivered the baby. And we, that's how we got the helicopter. But they passed or whatever.
4: They're part of the group. I mean, that yeah, that that kind of would have been right. like the cherry on top. I don't know. I, mean, I... I
1: I like how the movies are all separate. Like a little there nod you. is fine, but I don't. I I kind of don't want these movies to have a direct continuing line. You know what I mean? Legally, I think
2: they could not do it.
1: Oh, why?
2: Huh? Uh, so because America? of like the because of that split after Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Romero could not have continuing characters in his films because he if, would have
0: done that. He could have con- a continuing character from Dawn. That's his film. Nope,
2: he could not. He was uh, he's not a allowed film. to. That's weird. Uh, that's according to him. So yeah. I, I'm just I'm going based off of what he's Here. saying. It's like, I could not have uh, continuing characters. So that's why there's no there's, yeah, there's anyway. no reference back to the old characters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in these and that's movies. why we
0: kind of get these resets every time where but
2: I can't, to be honest I, I'm, I like that. On this. Yeah. I'm like i'm okay with that
0: sort of like an anthology but in a just in the zombie world you know
1: yeah like it makes it yeah it makes it feel like it's its own little universe in a way it kind of makes it mysterious and dark That so it's like you never know what happens to those characters like they you know, well we know what happens to all the characters in night of the living dead but you know dawn of the dead we don't we see them fly off into the horizon, and we never know what happens. Like, does she to. deliver her baby? Where are they? Somewhere? Did they get? do they run out of fuel and crash? Like who knows? And that kind of it almost creates this like mythos to the to the series that I think is really intriguing and pretty unique among franchises. I like
3: mm-hmm.
4: it. Yeah, I good. do too. Definitely. Well, good.
1: I'm glad we're all in agreement.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love- it was um, just an idea. I mean, to bring like their names in or something. Yeah, no, like and no, I don't. I don't mean to
1: like. I don't mean to like stomp down your idea. I just think that that's something that I. Well, I didn't realize that he no. couldn't do that. But even if he could, I kind of like the way that they're all just separate. Like they're just separate within this weird compressed timeline.
0: No, but to agree with John, I do like the the little nods that you get. In I do, do, I do little-
1: And I think that's enough.
4: You
2: know, like yeah. a little
1: nod <laughs> is.
4: Good. Oh, the music too, from from oh, yeah. them all. Yep. <laughs> so the
2: the music in this film is.
4: Oh, the score is fucking awesome. Dude. It, it, I, it, I gotta
0: honestly, I disagree, but that'll be really, cool. really yeah, on this oh, one. No. I think, I think this one's a little wishy washy. There's moments that it hits for me, and then there's moments that it's just some of the music feels out of place, man. Mm-hmm. I,
2: I really like I it. Because...
0: it there's some silly moments. I don't know. There's some music that just kind of undercuts scenes for me.
1: I'm with you, Hydra Sometimes it yeah. sounds like a commercial or something. Yeah, there's, just
0: some, a couple weird, there's just like some like dramatic moments in the film and then the music that's all paired with it just doesn't work. The creepy horror music all works for me. Like any of the stuff where there's like action going on, that all works. I agree. But with it's you. the character moments. There's weird music played with them sometimes. It's just sort of like you said, like a I, soap I, opera or something. I, I,
2: I kind of liked a little bit of like the subtle, like, you know, because it, it is. There's a tension to it, but it's calm at the same time. I know I, it sounds kind of weird. It's like kind of being uh, savory and sweet at the same time. But
3: I know yeah,
0: I get that. I just think the first two films kind of nailed the sounds, uh, the scores. I, this,
2: I will agree with that. Like yes, they did. And this one. This one is it's a little bit different. And I do like that they kind of went for it. And yeah, they uh, Romero was expecting something different, but he's like, I'm actually really happy with what we got. This is, I, I I was really surprised and we we stuck with this because it does have a little bit of a flair to it. And when you get into the action scenes, you're right into it. And some of those good character moments, it's a little bit softer. Like it, it kinda, I think it helps the audience too. We can relax right now. It's okay to relax. We're, we're in this character moment. We're gonna learn about our characters. No, I get it. It.
0: Yeah. I like what it's trying to do. Like, I get what you're saying. I just for me, I don't know. The choice in music just kind of didn't suit the scene as well as something. But I get what you're saying. They're trying to like elevate the dr- the drama. A little. I,
2: I think this also goes back to like what the problem the movie was when it first came out It's like no one really knew what to do with this. This is not Dawn of the Dead. The music's weird. You know, the mm-hmm. characters are weird, <laughs> everything's like it's not what they were expecting. And I can. Yeah. Say- it, but like I said, I, it works, especially when we get to that, the, the kind of like the climax of the freaking movie, because this is where it gets, oh, so, so good.
1: <laughs> I mean, it goes oh, crazy.
4: It yeah. goes crazy with the gore. I mean, and, and like you said at the beginning of the podcast, Rob, I mean, that's where all the budget went. I mean, yep. it, it, it was just amazing. It looked good. You know, some of the zombies did look stupid, you know, like Smurfs again. But it, but it just overall was like that tension building was fantastic. Um, You know, for me, did we talk about Steel yet?
2: A little bit. Oh, uh, barely. Let's talk about Steel
4: a little bit. I, I just want to mention him as being another just kind of over-the-top character. However, really I, a
1: troglodyte. I, uh,
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, Look, Perfect word for that. No unibrow in this
2: film, though, by the way, which sucked.
1: Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah
4: that's true. Um, we may talk about that soon. But um, <laughs> no, I, I thought Steel was another over-the-top character, but it was just kind of like, I liked it. It kind of entertained into the movie. It really was. He I'm was, glad he was there.
0: He's like that trophy military guy, but still, he's like a good sleazeball. Like he's really. Yeah, if you
2: he... touch my dick, it's the biggest one in the cave. Yeah, he's man. a horrible
3: yeah.
4: The biggest yeah. meat in the cave.
1: Yeah, he's equally <laughs> you... evil as, um, as Rhodes, but in a, a different way. Like too. he's kind of stupid, you know, like yeah. he's not really bright <laughs> enough to like really pull yeah. anything off. But Rhodes is more dangerous because yeah. he's evil and smart.
0: And then yeah. there's, you know, but then Rhodes is like that moment where he's gonna shoot Sarah, but he tells he tells <laughs> Steel to do it. Like, yeah, it's like he's,
1: his little toady.
0: Yeah, and then uh, Steel has that Your little guy who looks like a gre- like little greasy Italian guy or something like that. I don't know, like Rickles. Yeah, he's just like That's ah. racist. I know, I'm Italian though. I can say that.
4: <laughs> but
3: yeah, oh. um,
4: there yeah. was a great line though, and he was talking to uh, uh, who was the uh, who was the Irish guy that was always drinking Bill Dermot bill bill he goes as he gets done taking a swig of beer he's like maybe if you put the booze down and do some work (laughs) yeah Yeah. you know while he's drinking a beer you know there's a
0: moment in the cave when they're like literally trying to survive and find the way out at the very end him and sarah john hasn't shown up yet and bill decides oh this is a great moment i'm gonna take a sip of my flask right now
2: it's like ah, oh, damn it! Like the zombies are coming. Yeah, this them.
0: is a great moment. <laughs> by, by the way, the you mentioned the gore, John. There's a moment there where he cuts the head off, or she cuts the head off. Oh, one yeah. of them. No,
3: no, it, I, it, uh, it, it was would shovel.
4: Yeah.
0: Dude, such a cool kill. The way it just comes mm. at the mouth, and then like it, you see it separated. The, it's the like,
1: eyes are oh, still blinking.
0: God,
4: but there are apparently, so many was... better kills in that. Yeah, apparently I mean, the one the of the fucking...
2: zombies.
0: Oh no, they're awesome. I think they're all. Yeah, those are the obvious ones: the face rip, the the gut tear uh i also think you mentioned the zombies before there's like some dumb ones but i also like that like there's all these ones with like you know, there's a cheerleader zombie. There's like football guy, a clown.
1: ballerina. Yeah, you know, ballerina
0: is one of my favorites, and also one of my favorites. I found there's a guy who looked huh. like he died doing the dishes. He had a pink fucking apron on,
2: and he had fucking uh, yellow rubber gloves on
1: <laughs> doing the dishes. That's awesome. was, I didn't like, notice oh, that one.
2: Like, I did It was a melange of zombies. Yeah. Oh yes,
1: quite the melange. If but
2: one of the. Uh, Bill McDermott, like uh, Jarl uh, Jarlet Conroy was his name. Apparently, he was friends with one of the zombies who apparently was like a black belt in something or other. I think it was like Taekwondo or something like that. And he's like, okay, it's a rubber shovel. I'm gonna have to hit you in the side of the head with it. Don't kill me after. Mm. <laughs> so and like if uh, it it doesn't get caught on camera. But apparently, like when he hit him, he did like a somersault afterwards off, off camera. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was according to jarlet conroy of course that was that was his story that he told about that experience in like kind of that final scene as they're trying to escape the cave
3: mm-hmm. uh
2: one thing that i, I did like because uh Rhodes kind of shows his true colors like he's had these two clowns that essentially are like his uh, his minions and when shit really hits the fan he's like he fucks those two people over yeah, he leaves like, them behind on the he books it You know, it's funny that we've been talking about aliens a little bit as we talk about this film. He does the same thing as Carter Burke in Aliens. Like, he fucks everybody over and, like, locks the doors behind him and shit. It's crazy. (laughs)
1: Yeah, he's just, like, a total fucking scumbag. And I (laughs) love, but I love that they all live long enough for the two, like, toadies to realize. What a shithead he is! Because they're like, "Hey, oh, hey. God, he like, yeah. like they are aware that they, he has just fucked them over." So I love yeah, that they get that realization. Like, "Oh, he's not our leader," and he could have waited friend. for them
3: too. He could.
2: Like, to oh, yeah, would have killed him. The second, off in the golf
4: cart. I know, dude, that was so funny to me. <laughs> just jumps in the golf. Yeah, cart, and the golf
2: cart of all things, man. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, like, <laughs> Walter's there, steals there with the gun. Like, you, if you're that mad at him, shoot your gun at him. He's right there. <laughs> You know, well, aim, he's though. it's
1: still his like superior, yeah, and he's still like he's I don't going. I don't think he would ever do. It.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just that, that, you know, Although it'd, it'd be like really an, entertaining. It's like an Austin Powers move where you're just like <laughs> going really he's slow. He's going like two like,
1: miles an hour. She's <laughs> <just running> back. <laughs> he could just run and catch up. To <laughs> I it. Know exactly. Right. He could walk, probably, and catch up.
4: Totally.
0: Yeah, an Austin Powers moment. Right? It's exactly. only faster like, than the zombies.
3: <laughs> that's it.
1: Get out yeah. of the way!
3: Oh.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I like too I'm picturing
1: Bro- that in my head right now
0: <sighs> yeah that seems good
1: oh lord
0: When how Rhodes get, uh, dispatches a Logan too I like that scene just like the way he just blasts him I don't know there's something about it that just uh, I, I liked I, I, I was waiting for I thought maybe he was going to get up though as a zombie
4: that's what I thought. I thought but that Bob I looks was, at him
0: and he's like, Why wouldn't he turn into a zombie, right? Maybe in
2: inch- this in this version of the universe they don't A death is uh, a death. They don't they don't become zombies like that. Maybe that you, um, you have to get bit or something to, or some yeah, sort of you have to
3: be attack
2: from the zombie. But who knows Orc. who the alpha zombie is and like what caused that. We we just don't know.
1: Or could it be a turning point in the zombie plague? Like, is this a glimmer of hope that people are no longer returning from the dead?
2: Mm,
0: like the there dead aren't go. returning. Yeah, just new bites is what's keeping it going.
1: Maybe it's maybe it's like an overpopulation thing. Like there's not enough food anymore for uh, the zombies yeah. to like eat. And so somehow the
0: movie's like, fucking meta.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's, some, like, it's so meta. Even the
0: zombies are dealing with human issues. You know what I mean? Like, fuck. I know. Yeah. You
4: know. Well, the even Miguel zombies. is meta. Like, his death scene is very meta. I mean, the oh, fact man. that he's just like, he's like, fuck it. I'm gonna let him in. Bring him all down with me. You know, that that's also a nice, gory scene. Such a striking
1: yeah. moment to see yeah. that platform lowering and this, yeah. like, yeah. herd of zombies, like zombies coming down. Yeah, just it. a
4: platform of zombies. There's like,
1: one of like, them
0: falls off, <laughs> like, right before it hits. He's like...
4: He was hungry. He was hungry. He wanted Chick-fil-A. It was fine. <laughs> um army filet that's what he wanted <laughs> <laughs> army filet <laughs> yes i don't know
1: what do you guys think of the very ending when the three surviving characters do go off and find a little pleasant island somewhere or at least a little corner of something
0: perfect Fine i don't know me. it's interesting because last week oh, i was like oh i kind of wish i knew more about where they go in the helicopter mm-hmm but then i kind of get that with this one and then i'm like well i don't know maybe i kind of use some <laughs> ambiguity <laughs>
4: <laughs> so i don't know well, i think that i think that's what it gave you i i think it was just like okay let's give you a happy ending here's um, what i
0: wonder though at the end with her she's making she's making a calendar now having a calendar is good to have i mean it's good information sure. track of obviously for sure. survival and stuff but it's also part of, I feel like, a little bit maybe back on John's conversation about keeping part of the past, you know what I mean? Like, documenting things. And so her making this calendar again, is that a sign of, like, that she still hasn't let go, kind of? Probably, yeah. I, w-
2: I, w- I think you're right on that because... Because they're kind of doing their thing. They're, he He's feeding
0: the birds, and he's fishing, and here she is. She's She had a nightmare, but then she wakes up. Like, she, like, documents. We'll have it die hard, buddy. I don't mm. know. It's the Day of the Dead. I don't know. I like yeah. the fact that it's called back to the beginning, too. You know, the calendar. so And they're in November. Yeah,
1: not. for sure. Well, and it begins and ends with a nightmare. As yeah. We're well, mm-hmm. getting the whole thing. It yeah. um, was
0: a nightmare. And they've just been on the beat all the time.
1: What? What? But no, I agree with Rob. I actually think this is a perfect ending because I don't know. I don't know again this may just be my opinion but i thought that going off and finding a little corner just to live out the rest of your life and start you know whatever scraps of a little small community that you can i thought that was the only realistic option at that point uh-huh. given where we were in the it's in the okay. plague situation and so and i feel like these were the three characters who deserved that ending
3: uh-huh.
1: And so for me, it works and it doesn't it doesn't linger on them. You know, we don't get an extra 15 minutes. We just get a, no. like one or two minutes. And for me, that's enough. And I think it's it's also nice because the tone of the movie, like the visual tone and the emotional tone are very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's, you know, I, I like a dark movie and I wouldn't I wouldn't have minded. it. What dark a dark ending, movie.
0: It... Watch Dirty Harry. It's really dark. Okay. Yeah, that's, that true. literally inside joke. like
1: dark to the eye <laughs> no yeah it's an inside joke um but yeah so it's like I, I think it's nice i I like a bleak ending sometimes but i think that this is a pretty good way to to end the movie i think it's like oh these are the characters who may have learned something in the course of this yeah i do like it crisis i, I like that there's oh, some but... sort of
2: happiness that like our three characters that we like they they achieve what they're trying to do it's like hey you know what let's just go on I don't let's just like live the rest of our lives who and who cares like you know what happens yeah we don't keep the although they're still you know keeping records you know she is but other than that it's like man like they they got to survive cool yeah Mm -hmm. and
4: and that's the same exact, exact way that dawn ended that it was just like you know there's this beacon of hope as they're driving in as the sun is rising right yeah you know are, are, are flying in as the sun is rising i mean it's very similar to that mm-hmm. um whereas night you're like oh that's those up. are really <laughs> downbeat
1: ending. like none of them made yeah. it out there but i think again oh. i think that's good though because if you think of it rob was it you who said that this is you could kind of think of this as like an anthology series within the same universe is that you
2: yeah I, I, it, it does make sense i mean it's like they're i mean obviously they're all located in you know these are all filmed in Pittsburgh or the pennsylvania yeah. area and although we don't follow the same characters, I mean, they're all kind of like, maybe like little separate pockets that yeah. happen. We, like I said, we don't know how much time has passed right. uh, from, from night to day of the dead. Mm-hmm. I imagine it's not very long. It just uh, maybe within the span of a couple of years at most. Uh, I do know. I mean... We- but, it re- but it's also, it's one of those things where it reaches the zeitgeist of the time as well. Sure. Uh, you know, de- uh, Night of the Living Dead dawn of the dead day of the dead they talk about their own time periods of when they came out
0: they have their own social commentary that they deal with right
4: let's do let's do a conspiracy yeah let's do a conspiracy theory because jacqueline i'm going to bring up the math that you brought up is that 240 million people live in america and that only 600 are survivors so in the first one nobody survived the second one out of four people two people survived so that's what 50 Mm percent Mm -hmm. out of 12 and let's just say 12 because they say 13 because the the major had passed away
1: Cooper, yeah
4: yeah okay so let's just say 12 so three people survive out of the 12 so that's a third so humanity is oh you're right i'm sorry so half to a quarter
3: Mm -hmm.
4: so it's just a math thing so if you look at it you know it's just like it's getting even smaller
1: yeah um, but the point I was going to make about that though, being oh, like kind of an anthology in the, in the universe. Well, I mean, this is kind of to your point, which is that like different people's stories with who are all experiencing the same crisis. Like there's going to be a variety of outcomes. Mm-hmm. Like some people yeah. are going to survive. Some people aren't going to make it.
3: That's true, yeah. And you don't
1: know how it's it, like the tone of the movie doesn't necessarily set that. So no. like the, you know, the tone of day of the dead was primarily like very dark and bleak. Uh, but then we have a, you know, a pretty hopeful, upbeat ending,
3: mm-hmm. whereas
1: Night of the Living Dead, the tone was also dark. But then we have mm-hmm. like the bleakest of bleak endings.
3: Yeah. So it's yep. just
1: like it's not dictated by what happens in the film itself, really. Like people who don't deserve to die, die sometimes. Yeah. Like Some
0: people Night do the, of the right things dead. and die. Or... Yeah. <laughs> so and, sometimes and sometimes you do you the right things away. and
1: you survive. It's like, you know, life isn't really a movie. And, you know, we don't it, it doesn't always turn out the way that it should you know yeah. so i Maybe think that it's... these movies are kind of do- doing that a little bit like this is this is how real life goes in in a crisis so a little bit, we're yeah. going to make it and some people aren't
0: yeah i like that too in the end when john decides to go after bill and um Sarah and like kind of saves the day a little bit in the caves but like there there's some badass moments of just them like kicking ass down there trying to mm-hmm. trying to get out uh with mm-hmm. the guns and they just like mow down a bunch of zombies and i kind of just dig it uh it reminded me um Rob, you ever play Left for Dead?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I was like,
0: man, I saw that scene. I was like, this is where they got the inspiration for this game. Of course they did. <laughs> From like a moment like this in this movie.
2: Yeah. But, you know, it's, I'm wondering if it may be like, you know, this film is talking about like, you know, uh, that, you know, clinging on to the old ways is maybe not the best, best thing. I mean, uh, we're, because essentially, you know, uh, John, Bill, and Sarah especially has to give up the idea that we can fix things, we can, mm-hmm. we, we can improve things. And, All this like, no, that's that's the old way. We're not we're not in that world anymore. And if we cling on to that, we're going to die, too. So Mm -hmm. why don't we just fuck off and do our own thing? But
0: you have to do it together. We have to work
2: together. And yeah.
1: And I think the movie is telling us that they will. Mm -hmm. Um, But to your point, Rob, I think it's like, you know, we've said this the past two weeks in a row, and now I feel like we need to say it a third time, like these movies are so prescient. And I feel like what is going on in these movies can so easily be applied to modern crises that we face. Um, We keep talking about the COVID pandemic. But I feel like, you know, when that all happened, and everything came to a screeching halt, and everybody realized like, oh, life is not going to go back to normal for a while, then People started kind of taking that a step further and saying, "Well, do we want life to go back to normal, or do we want to use this as an opportunity to make some changes in the way we live our lives?" Yeah, like people are seeing what it's like to spend more time with family and be less focused on work and spend mm-hmm. more time on hobbies and uh, live life in a different way. And yes, there's also horror going on in the background. And you know, if you are personally affected by, if you know, by a family member or friend who you know was lost, then that takes over the foreground, obviously. But for those of us who were able to kind of stay isolated and didn't experience tremendous loss and of a friend or family member, like we were able to focus on other things. And I think it started this thought pattern of like, do we really want to be going to the office five days a week? Do we really want to be doing this? Do we like, what are our health our, you know, our health and social practices that are not working well for us? And what can we change? Can we have better infrastructure for like air ventilation in public places and mm-hmm. do we really need to still be shaking hands and like i think it it got people asking these questions about like we have a chance to like start some things over do we really want to go back to the ways of the past and unfortunately i kind of think that in a lot of ways we have
3: yeah <laughs>
2: but, i went from being i went from being like a super grumpy not sociable guy to like oh you man yeah, you're being super smart and now i'm back to being the grumpy not non-social person <laughs> oh no But hey, that's all right.
1: Um. So, anyways, that's just you know. I think that the the themes in this movie are easily applicable to some of the stuff that we still are experiencing and and observing.
2: That's why we talk about these films. You know, like you know, this one is you know close to forty years old now. Night of the Living Dead is almost 50 years old. Why are we still talking about these films? Because this, this is, you know, or actually, no, I'm, it's almost 60 years old now. Sixty, it was 68. Uh, Dawn of the Dead is almost 50 years uh, yeah. I think next year is 50. Wild. So, God damn, that's, Jesus Christ, I can't believe <laughs> that. But the reason we still talk, and we talk about this on the Cinemigos as well, there's a reason why these films are still important. You know, we're uh, not only are we talking about them 60 years from, you know, from when this movie came out, they're still going to be talking about that film sixty years from today. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how important these films yeah, are, because they're always because they've really reached into the culture, and it's it's not just like a, a pop culture, but it's culture in general. Yeah, and that's what makes these films so damn important.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I totally. Yeah. Agree. How,
4: how many people are going to be talking about the Barbie movie twenty years
1: from now? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> they might be. I don't know. The actually, page, they, right. they might but be. Shade. But so I read some review. I can't remember who wrote it, but I, I read some review of Day of the Dead from back in the '80s when it first came out, and somebody was like, "Oh, after the clever and satirical Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, this one's just a dumb zombie movie." And I was like, "What movie so did you watch? Because it's not at all <laughs> like. First of all, it's not that many zombies. <laughs> yeah, um, they're, they're not on the screen that they're much in the end, really." And of course, it's also satirical and clever. Like, what? What? I just, I, that was like, it, it immediately made isn't. me disregard everything else in the review. Yeah.
2: What zombie movie isn't? Of course it yeah. is. All these are speaking on something bigger. I mean, you yeah, go- It's like
1: to, literally the purpose of zombie movies.
2: From all the Romero ones to Train to Busan to Shaun of the Dead. You know, like what, whatever zombie movie you want to talk about it is speaking to something.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's li- I think there's literally no such thing as just like a dumb zombie movie. I got to watch Sean of the Dead. I think I might zombies. cap
2: off this whole
0: month by just watching Train of the Dead after. You should.
1: Of you should. That would be yeah, a good
0: way should. to it's like, one of the of greatest of...
1: zombie movies of all
2: time. It, it, it takes Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: the, I, it definitely takes a lot from Dawn of the Dead. I feel like uh tonally, uh, that movie. Oh yeah. With the yeah. music and stuff. Uh so one thing I remembered um that I noticed this go around in this movie, um Rhodes death when he when he's going down the hallway I didn't realize that it's like a callback to the dream sequence that opens up the film with Sarah because like he's going down the hallway. It's all bathed in white cinder blocks, right? He goes to the door opens it and the zombies come out and grab all the arms.
3: Oh,
0: the reverse scene of like the hands grabbing him and the look of horror on his face. like He's not in a total white room, but it's like a kind of a callback. to I think the dream sort of because like the way it looks when the hands are coming to grab him, it's like Real life happening the way the dream was, you know what I mean. It was like the yeah, real life. Uh...
4: That's a great point. I never even thought about that, but yeah, that's that's absolutely what happens at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. So
0: come <laughs> and grab
2: he didn't do the turnaround. They're like, oh god. Yeah.
3: Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>, the... <gasps>
2: speaking of, speaking of that death scene, because uh, let me tell you this. So a lot of the uh the when they're having their guts ripped out those are all like pig intestines and stuff like that and they, mm-hmm. they, they obviously they're in this like kind of uh controlled environment you know it's like around like 40 to 50 degrees constantly mm-hmm. uh, but they would have to store these obviously in refrigeration and when they would kind of leave set they would keep it in the refrigerator but for some reason they uh, one person decided to unplug that refrigerator and they came back after a weekend and those things had rotted to hell but they this. didn't have a, they didn't have an opportunity to go get new pig intestines for the final death scene for Rhodes. So they stuffed that rotten pig intestines into the into yeah. the thing, and everyone was about ready to fucking throw up big time. But you know what, uh, uh, Joe delivers. Yeah, use that because you can tell in his face, like he's like when he's yeah, Joe. God, I'm like he's about ready to fucking hurl and it's like but i think it just works for that scene like he used that baby <laughs> hey man what about it, those
0: smaller actors that are like biting on fucking i know
2: right? well that's well i think though it's had to be something separate else. scenes right separate
0: stuff. yes no I, I think the pig uh, and cuts right oh god yeah.
4: i'm so not hungry right you just now you the, the pig doctors.
0: guts for when they're pulling it
4: yeah. Um the, I mean, yeah, well,
1: I'll keep that... eating candy.
0: <laughs> uh Joe Pilato. Eat away. Right? Eat away. Know. Don't worry about him. Joe Pilato, he's the creator of Pilates, uh Steven <laughs> from Spoiler <Spazohar>, the Horror's favorite.
3: <laughs> so it's like By his way, guy, I wanna, I, 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 I wanna thank
4: those guys for using our Pearl episode for their Yeah.
0: yeah
4: uh actually, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was, nice.
0: that was- you know it was cool of you guys to p- post that up there uh, also if you if you want to hear a really good discussion too on this film you should check out their day yeah. episode because yeah. it's really yeah. spoils
1: good. had a wonderful episode on that yeah, in fact that's kind of what inspired me to to want to do this themed month because yeah. i was like god damn it that was such a good episode i want to yeah. watch it again and talk about all these movies so it's mm-hmm. kind of the the inspiration um we're getting a little short on time here, fellas. You want to kind of get into wrangle, our individual? want to
0: wrangle this, uh, tether up this zombie yeah. and, and wrangle him. An yeah, eye. I'm going
1: to chain you to the wall now. So, Damn um.
0: it. <laughs> I'm just a cowboy zombie. Oh, that's good.
1: <laughs> I like that. Should go on our soundtrack. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you guys mind if I go first? Since technically Please, it's my way? Um how you feel
4: about Day of the Dead. How you feel about it?
1: I have a lot of feelings and thoughts about it. My notes are kind of haphazard, like with this, you know, the stuff I um, didn't touch on yet. So this might be a little bit kind of jumping around, but um I really do love the sort of dire, desperate emotional tone of this movie, which I think really works with the logistics of what we know about and how many zombies there are versus humans and how hopeless their situation really is i like feeling like things are pretty hopeless now um and so there's almost no glimmer of hope at all um and yet we still have the same old group dynamics from the first one i feel like i feel like this movie is really more spiritually akin to night of the living dead than dawn of the dead actually um i I think it's much more serious in tone and kind of is touching on some of the Mm -hmm. Touching more on the same themes about like how people struggle for power within a group.
3: <clears throat>
1: and I feel like there, you know, there is a little bit of that in Dawn of the Dead, but I don't think it's nearly as pronounced as in the other two films. And so I feel like this one is much more kind of linked in spirit to the first, to the first movie. And also the second one had that kind of um lighthearted kind of like almost humorous tone at times. This this is not that at all. Um, this is like a return to the somber nature of the first one. And I really like that. I like that better than Dawn of the Dead. I'm sorry to say in this trilogy, like in these first three movies, Dawn of the Dead is absolutely my least favorite. Um I, agree. I, I just don't think it's nearly as good as the other two. Um I just don't I don't I don't love the slapstick kind of um vibe of the second one. I don't think it's like necessarily appropriate to the material, but I don't want to re review that you want to
2: shove a pie into a zombie's face. Yeah,
1: that's just like Waka that. Waka thanks fozzy that's not really like the um the things i want to be worried about if there's like a zombie apocalypse so um but yeah i think it's really interesting how almost everybody in this movie has like a different has different interests in the situation like where they think things should go and what they think everybody should do and so it really is a tremendous tension between and it's not just two groups of people like bill and um John have their idea about what they want to do. Sarah has a separate idea. Dr. Logan has an even different idea. Uh Rhodes has his own ideas and then his little lackeys are just kind of doing whatever he wants, but they, you know, they kind of share a general goal. Um but I think John and Bill as I said before, they do carry kind of the most hope. I think any other course of action other than the one that John and Bill are proposing and the one that they eventually take um is is fruitless and has no point. Um I think the I I mentioned this briefly before. I think the pacing is absolutely fantastic. I think everything that did not work for me about Dawn of the Dead is corrected here. I think it strikes the tone that I want to see in a zombie movie. Um, the The length of the film is much more manageable. I'm glad. I'm I'm, unfortunately I'm glad that he didn't make like a three and a half hour (laughs) long movie. Um, I think this hour and forty minute runtime is perfect. It tells the story that it needs to tell. <clears throat> and I actually think it really works. Um, it feels like Night of the Living Dead, but on a bigger scale to me. Um, I think that the part of the part of the bleakness in in this story to me is that, like specifically in America as a society, I feel like many of us sort of operate under the assumption that if there's some kind of crisis, like our physical safety is going to be protected by our military and that if there's some kind of like problem in some other fashion that's maybe not like a military threat but some other kind of problem like science will figure it out like how quickly do we get that covid vaccine you know um and it's like we hoped that they would figure it out and they did and it was like even faster than expected and so it's like i think we kind of in america have this complacency not all of us but a lot of us have sort of a sense of complacency that like oh if there's if there's a real crisis somebody's going to figure out a solution, you know, and there's this like trust, I think. And I think the part of the bleakness of this movie is that like the military has broken down. It did not solve the problem. Science broke down and did not solve the problem. This little group of survivors, they can't even function to work together. They have broken down. Dr. Logan makes a point at, at one moment in the movie where he's like, civility is what separates the living from the dead and yet look at the living people their civility has broken down and that's what causes almost all of them to die <clears throat> and it's only when those those final surviving 3 they kind of join forces together and help each other out that's why they're able to escape and and have their happy ending that uh, otherwise would not have happened um and so again i mentioned this in the dawn of the dead episode they had that uh, that scientist on the talk show and the host was like ridiculing him for his ideas and for his advice that he was giving, here again, we see like a mistrust. like Rhodes and his soldiers, they do not trust at all what the scientists are doing. There's like a real doubt about the validity of science going on here. I love Bub. I think Bub is a special character and really makes this movie stand out. Like when I think about this movie, the first thing I think about is Bub, honestly. Um, <clears throat> very memorable, takes the zombies in a huge step forward. and I think it's it's really fascinating. Um, once more, again, this is not just a dumb zombie movie. This movie is about not zombies, but what humans will do to each other in a crisis. I think it's pretty clear, and I still can't believe that that reviewer wrote the review um so honestly, Rob, you said earlier that this was one of your favorite zombie movies. I'm gonna go a step further and say, I think this is probably my favorite zombie movie, like out of all of the zombie movies. I think it's probably my favorite. um right. it's it's never boring. I think it tells the story in a pitch perfect way. I love the tone throughout it. It doesn't even bother me that the locations are really quite limited. Um, in a way, I think it works. Um, it makes To me as a viewer, it makes me feel like I am trapped and isolated with them. I don't really want to feel like I'm out in the world and have a lot of freedom and space. And so to me, it just really works. Um, so I love this movie. It's It's super memorable. I think it's near perfect. I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10 undead science experiment. Oh, wow. So, yep. Rob, what do you think, sir?
2: Well, I thought you read off of my notes once again. Because <laughs> I think you, you stole the wind out of my sails because oh, all sorry. the points you made were the points that I, I had made because, yeah, Bob really stole the show. I mean, he's so he's such a amazing you know, monster of this movie. And he's not the monster, really. The humans are the monsters. But it's when you think of, like, iconic characters in, in like, a, in a monster film, because I'm a huge fan of the Universal Monsters, and Bub belongs right there. He's he's right there with Frankenstein's monster. He's right there with the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, all that stuff, because he looks amazing. And the, uh, the, char- the, the actor who played him, uh, Sherman Howard, man what a what a performance and without fucking saying a word it's uh, which for 85 is unthought of uh you know for the 30s that's something that you know because all those guys came from the silent era but this guy has you know he he has done other stuff where he's using his voice but not for this role and he did a great job um i also think have you seen
0: terrifier uh rob
2: oh well art the okay you know what art the clown i'll agree with that you know that that guy is doing a pretty damn good job too. (laughs) um i also think like uh i said this earlier the the uh financial restrictions that romero kind of put on himself because he didn't want to give he didn't want to produce just a regular r-rated film made this film better uh because he had to change what he was gonna do and this became the better film um the story was much improved the effects were like all obviously all the money went to the effects and damn did it I will say the effects are the best of the series thus far, uh, better than night of the living dead as much as I, that is, that to me is the, the zombie film, but way better. I mean, it blows dawn of the dead out of the water. This film, it's so good. Um, it is, uh, a lot of interesting social commentary, uh, kind of like what Jacqueline talked about, like society is broken down. The military doesn't work anymore, Science doesn't work anymore, uh, regular social constructs don't work anymore we have to find a new way the old ways are dying are you going to cling on to the old ways and you know stay in that tomb that limestone pyramid that they've created for themselves or are you gonna you know travel to the island and just you know live it up uh you know is that the better way uh so i kind of like that idea the man the fucking kill scenes i mean just that la- i mean just the the zombies ripping those people apart brilliant stuff Especially road scene because it's like you hate this guy the entire film, and when he just gets ripped apart, oh, it's just beautiful. It's great. Even like um, uh, the I think it was Rickles that was when he was getting ripped apart, and it's like when like they're ripping his head off, and like the vocal cords are stretching, and like his voice gets higher and higher. Yeah, yeah, cool too. Like that's a that's you wouldn't think about that, but it's like it's so cool.
3: Yeah,
2: Um, you know. I also I like said uh, I also talked about how. I feel like James Cameron watched this film because Carter Burke did the same, you know, it pulled the same shit that Rhodes did in this film, just fucked everybody over at the end, but it ended up in his demise because he didn't have any backup and he split his group up and it it, it uh caused everyone's death in the at least as far as the military member. Uh but yeah, overall this film is is just great, man. I I would this film to me because Night of the Living Dead is so iconic, it is the great classic. I can't rate that higher than that. I'm probably gonna have to go with uh, what was the uh, the, the rating system there, Jacqueline?
1: Undead science experiments.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna go eight and a half undead science experiments.
1: Okay, eight and a half out of ten. Got it. Nice, John. What
3: do you think? Yeah,
4: <clears throat> well, um. I would still say that, that nostalgically that I do like Dawn of the Dead better. I thought the acting was like so well done throughout this movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I like the cinematography too. I mean, even though it was in a cave, it felt like a studio, but it was actual cave, okay, which is awesome to me. Um, man, Rob, I think you nailed it. Like as far as the the gore and just the look of the zombies are are Mm, chef's Kiss. It looks so much better than Dawn of the Dead. Um, I had very few problems with this movie, and I I saw this movie at a younger age, so it was like, eh, this ain't my favorite. I like uh, or I, I like Dawn of the Dead better than I like Day of the Dead. Um, but I've grown to appreciate this movie so much more. You know, what Savini did with all the special effects, with that budget going towards that. Romero, it, it, I... It, it just continues to be a legend, you know, in, in the three movies that we have reviewed with him. And it's just like like he put an imprint not on just social commentary of what, what's going on, but on the horror movie genre as a whole. You know, uh, uh, okay, yeah, we could say that that the zombie subgenre is tired or whatever. But, I mean, this, this movie leaves a mark, you know, <laughs> and... If not for anything, that the years from Dawn of the Dead to Day of the Dead, there was a progression of the way things looked. You know, uh, Savini just really tied his his or, or, or really tightened up his um, craft of, of creating these practical effects. So. Boy, uh, just to keep it really short and sweet so we can all like get out of here, go to bed and just enjoy the episode. I'm going to say this is, uh, I'm with you, Rob. It's an 8.5 out of 10 undead science experiments.
1: All right. 0. 0.5 out of 10. Get it. Hydra Berg, last but not least. What's your word, sir?
0: Bring it up the rear,
1: as you always do.
0: All right. That was a good, uh, that was a good take, Bub. <laughs> good job, <laughs> Bub. Good review, Bub.
1: All right. Now, um, electric boogaloo. What do you have to say?
0: Uh, (laughs) Um, So, yeah, uh, we mentioned it. Spectacular gore. Practicality all the way. Just awesome. Still holds up. Looks amazing. We see, you know, you see the strings here and there, but it doesn't matter. It's brilliant. It looks awesome. Um, uh, We mentioned it. An even better female lead this time. Like Sarah is every bit the character that I wanted from Barbara she you know she's a doctor she can handle herself none of her character really felt like false to me she's tough yet vulnerable um by no means is she a damsel though she's like one of the most important people in this group in my opinion too like seriously she handles like the business she does it um i really enjoyed the setting i think it's unsettling down there in those caves uh, with the dead down there and like all these old relics from an old age, like all the cars and vehicles down there. there They're like a ton of art. You seen all the RVs. There were like tons of RVs. Like, why can't they just hop in one of those motherfuckers and be out? Like, I don't know. I guess yeah, the helicopter is obviously a good bet, but take an RV and have the helicopter follow overhead and then be out. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, I really love the setting. It's a, and it's a good reason for like the temperature rising down there because of all the hotheads and everybody just having to stay down underground all this time. And, you know, just not knowing what's going on in the world. And I don't know. They're all just packed together. They lose their cool. And we see John and uh, McDermott, like, they don't even live with anybody. They, like, they have the kind of, like, the right idea, right? Like, they're, like, by themselves. And then, you know, they have the right idea on how to escape, too. Um, I do think, like, the hopelessness, though, it's, like, palpable in this movie. Like, you feel it a lot in this. You feel a little bit in Dawn, but I feel like you really feel it in this. You know, it's, like it's hopeless there's nothing there's nothing anywhere like so like yeah going on an and on with three people it's like what else is there to do we're just you know it's the safest thing at that moment uh, i feel like you can you can feel this being one of the last hopes for like humanity you know what i mean like that definitely you feel that in the group that's down in the bunker even though like it's mostly just them bickering a lot about stuff but it feels genuine it feels it all feels real like these people, you know, this is what maybe like the last ditch effort to save humanity might be like, besides like the the wacky Frankenstein character. But like, you know what I mean? Like you definitely have a lot of this stuff. So I I believe it. I like it. I think it's good writing. Um, I think the stakes are really high, too, in this film. And I think the film presents that very well, I think, right from the beginning it's desolate they're out there there's no survivors everything's you know the stakes are high like this is our last hope we're running out of this we're running out of that we're, you know and the group's starting to tear apart so I, I think it works really well and like we said he, he basically took everything that worked in all the other films and and kept bringing that forward and then ushering in better stuff in corrections and stuff so I, I dig it I, I respect the uh, the effort I do have some cons uh the music felt off for me uh in certain in this one as a whole you know certain scenes like i said it just it hit and then certain scenes felt a little weird it just didn't fit um the pacing for me does drag a little bit uh when they are down below um but i don't know it's not really too bad it's still you know cool to see i like the I like the moments of character building downstairs with uh, John's place and with, with McDermott and her having a drink and kind of like letting loose for a moment because she is very stressed. Uh, but I think there's like good dialogue there. There's moments of dialogue that I think are great and keep them in. They just feel a little long, like they're delivered a little the pacing of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. There's there's a couple moments in like there. I get that in Dawn, too, you know, and that's kind of what made it feel like it drags a little. Um, I would have loved to see them go up top a little bit, maybe again on a mission to get some supplies or something like that. But yeah, it's a minor thing. I get why they didn't do it. So, um, and I just wish we got a little bit more with the group dynamic, just a little bit. Uh, I think, I don't know, they could have developed Rhodes and Frankenstein's struggle a little bit better. I think, uh, it's, you know, it's good where it is, but, um, cause this is an interesting group, I guess. Maybe it just makes me want more of it uh, and giving us more Sarah as well. I, I would have liked um like show her doing more of the scientific research i i just think that would have been more like interesting too just to show that like yeah she's a fucking doctor too like show her doing some doctor stuff i don't know you know that sounds stupid but it's like seriously like i don't know work it in there a little bit maybe she helps frankenstein but yeah (laughs) um And like her and Frankenstein having opposing theories, you know, it would have been nice to see like their research, like, or something like that. Like we, the research that they have is like nothing. There's nothing really there as far as that. And there's nothing there for Roges' idea either. Like there's really, he doesn't have anything either. He's just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want more science. I want to get out of here. So I don't know. That could have been defined a little bit better. And um, maybe show Miguel like before he cracked, make him a little bit more sympathetic just to show like a couple moments maybe he had with, um, Sarah or something that developed their relationship just maybe I don't know something just something a moment of this like fleshed him out a little bit better because he just like as soon as you meet him he's like already losing it and I just feel like I don't know it'd be nice just to see him for a moment I do think when he has when he decides to kill himself that's the moment that he has the most clarity in the entire film
1: hundred percent
0: even though he's like maybe infected who knows but he's just like this is what i'm gonna do he it dawns on him and he's like religious too he's like I- i'm just gonna make a sacrifice and that's it i think my you know death is better than what's what's ahead so um and i respect that but yeah so uh, anyway i'm getting sidetracked with that said i'm gonna give uh day of the dead i'm gonna give it eight Eight point seven five out of ten. Wow, um,
1: really splitting hairs here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want the nine? You want the nine
1: from me? Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No,
1: you rate it whatever you want. You rate it whatever you feel. If you feel like it is an eight point seven five, then that is what you should give it. That
0: is kind of how I feel. I, I then that
1: know. okay. That's what I'm writing down. Eight point seven five. Okay. That's so um off the good. Podcast. Yeah. I. <laughs> no, no, no. I think I think all of you guys made some great points. Um, I do want to say real quick, Rob, you said, oh, I can't rate this higher than I rated Night of the Living Dead. I, I, I like this better than Night of the Living Dead. I actually want to retroactively change my score. On You're that. a
2: crazy person. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I gave it a 9.5 a couple weeks ago. I got I to gotta put that at a 9 now. Whoa.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's oh, fine. Whoa. It's in that's in. fine. You can't go hey, back. I, can't. Yes, I can. I can't go that far. Oh, man.
1: I'm on the spreadsheet right now, and I can change so it. So am I.
0: Time. I'm in there. Oh, my God. I see you. It's like Tron. I, <laughs> I'm trying to keep
4: my color away from
1: you. I see you. You're- there, chat. Oh, take that get blue away. car.
4: <laughs> Wait, we got a spreadsheet for that?
1: You don't know about oh. this?
4: What? No, I'm gonna go change all my scores real quick. Oh no. Oh my oh, god. god. What
1: have I what horrors have I wrought? Um <laughs> John, I'm gonna <laughs>
4: give
0: uh I'm gonna give Poultry guys a ten for you. That's what you yeah, wanted. Please right? <laughs> oh, an <laughs> allegory. No, that's exactly
4: no, that's what I was gonna go change. A ten yep. for Poultry Guys.
1: Yep. It's clearly the best movie ever. John, um, what did you uh, give this
4: movie, by the way? Uh, eight point five.
1: Okay. All right. Um, we did go a little long, but we also did sprinkle a lot of trivia in throughout. Um, do you guys mind if I read off just a couple little morsels and then call no it no a worry. night? Sure. Um, I think somebody may have already mentioned this. I, I don't think so. But George Romero cited this as his favorite of the original trilogy. Um, the original script which we already know he couldn't get the full budget for, involved the scientists living above ground in a fortress protected by electrified fences and the military living safely underground. It also involved a small army of trained zombies. And the conclusion to the trilogy was supposed to be much more brutal than the released version. But this later became the basis for Land of the Dead. Mm -hmm -hmm. Why? So maybe we'll see a little bit. of uh, Who knows? That's not that interesting.
0: Only time could tell.
1: Oh, when Sarah chops off Miguel's arm, it, originally the arm was made of rubber and the um the hatchet like oh. bounced off of it. So, <laughs> Tom Savini made a new arm out of wax and that worked much better. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Um talked about that. Um uh, so the the outdoor scenes where it's showing like the abandoned city, there's like no more human life. That's uh Fort Myers and Sanibel Island, Florida. So really florida
4: is that Probably on the west real... side of the, is that on the west side of the state Yep. port myers okay
1: yep, it's on the gulf side All right. uh let's see oh i thought this was interesting both act, so has have any of you guys seen the remake of this
2: uh no actually there was a, I did i did look into that too cuz there actually was a remake was it there like 2016 was, or something Supposedly a yeah, sequel pretty recent. and they're actually they're going to be doing something new with uh day of the dead that oh, no. works
1: oh uh. Wow. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm not excited, but um, so both actors playing Captain Rhodes in the two versions of Day of the Dead also appeared in both versions of Dawn of the Dead as police officers.
2: Oh, really? That's fascinating. So That's
1: so in cool. the original Dawn of the Dead, Joseph Pilato plays an officer at the police dock before mm. being Rhodes in the original Day of the Dead. In the remake of Dawn of the Dead, Ving Rames plays a cop and then in the remake of Day of the Dead, he plays Rhodes.
3: Oh,
2: shit. I love Bing Rames. I gotta watch the remakes of uh, both of those, Dawn of the Dead and uh, Day of the Dead. You haven't He's seen the both. Dawn of
1: the Dead remake?
2: No, I have not. You've never Ooh. seen Snyder's Dawn of the Dead? Nope, I haven't Ooh. seen
1: Oh, you should go watch those,
2: like, Tomorrow immediately, by yeah, the well, way, I've got the DVD. Which, yeah, yes,
1: he stuff. does. He sure <laughs> does. With your Rob <laughs> also, Zombie
2: Halloween 2 that we don't That's not watch, the
0: right? Rob yeah, Zombie, Rob movie, Zombie's bro. Halloween 2 electric boogaloo. That totally mm-hmm. is. That's no, There's a white horse not. on the cover, John. I can tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tony
1: funny. Todd auditioned for the role of John. Uh, obviously, he didn't get it, but he would later go on to play the lead role in Night of the Living Dead 1990. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, really. Yes, so we have that. Um, he said that. Love Tony oh. Todd, by the way. Oh,
3: love him yeah, so much.
1: Too. I saw him at a con once, and I asked him a really complicated question, and he never really answered it. Um, he was extremely hungover, and he's like, "I can't think about that right now." so
4: <laughs> How tall is he?
1: Really is he... tall. Really uh, yeah, tall.
4: Yeah, I've heard. I've heard he's like six three, six four, or something like
1: that. Yeah. So interestingly. At the beginning of the film, when Sarah's having her dream and it shows the calendar and all the days in October are marked off. So presumably we can think, you know, this is starting around October 31st. Mm -hmm. Um, The last date that she crosses off at the end of the movie is November 4th. And so I don't know if you guys know this, but in Mexico, Dia de los Muertos is really like three days, like Day of the Dead in Mexico. It's really three days. It starts October 31st and continues on November 1st, November Mm -hmm. 2nd. And each one is kind of for like devoted to like different types of people to remember and so um that whole period is sort of collectively known as day of the dead or dia de los muertos in mexico and Mm -hmm. so that's the time period we have here and it's called day of the dead
2: so that is definitely on purpose because you don't put that in your film for no fucking reason
1: (laughs) right 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 uh i don't think so. oh if one looks if one looks closely as Rhodes is torn in half They'll see that a large section of his innards is actually a blood-covered rubber chicken.
2: Oh, man.
1: Which I thought was hilarious. They yep. just
2: flip that in there.
1: Yep. So that's about it. Those are all the like main interesting points that we didn't already. Then cover. I have
2: one other thing. This is also the uh uh we talked about Tom Sabini a lot, but this also brought on Two other famous uh, special effects guys in Greg Nicotero oh. and Howard uh, Berger. Berger, yeah. On, uh, obviously, The Walking Dead. Yeah, Nicotero's well. yeah. in this one. They yeah. are and, the... No, he, big extra in here. He, and in he's
0: in a, His named uh, Gregory. Gregory.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's young. Young.
1: So, Nicotero and Burger are, of course, the N and the B in mm-hmm. K and B, effects, mm-hmm. special effects yep. or whatever that company is called. But yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Where uh, where I work in uh, uh, Los Angeles, their studio is in Shatsworth, where I work. Oh, cool. Which is a uh, part of the San Fernando Valley. So, we occasionally see Greg Nicotero every once in a while.
1: That's so awesome.
2: It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, that's cool. Well, I think we should end it on that note, fellas. Um, mm-hmm. This was... Every bit the conversation I had hoped it would be. So thank sure. you for that really, really um, fantastic discussion. Uh, next week, of course, we'll be moving on to 2004's Land mm-hmm. of the Dead, which right. I believe is streaming on Tubi. I think um, yeah, I know yeah, it's on Peacock, Tubi. but not everybody has Peacock. What
0: I said, Tubi or not Tubi?
1: <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll pull
2: that up for you right now because I have an yeah. app. Uh, Our guy in the peacock, chair, Rob.
1: But I can't remember if it's on Tubi as well. I feel like I saw it. This is a
2: great so, podcast. Land of the Dead is on Peacock <laughs> Premium or AMC Plus. Mm. Or you can work on Amazon. On okay. Amazon.
1: Oh, darn. No Tubi.
0: Bummer. Well, there it is then.
1: Well, okay. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back for Land of the Dead next week. So this will be the fourth movie in the dead cycle. In the meantime, if you want to email us uh, and share any thoughts with us at all, you can catch us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com you can also follow us on x at cut above horror
0: uh you can follow us on instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review
4: and i'm going to pass it over to our guest rob uh you have two podcasts uh where can you find those
2: well i have two i can help you plug one of them if you want i know well (laughs) i have two podcasts because i'm a crazy person but uh uh, my first podcast, Circle of Jerks. You can find us on YouTube, Circle of Jerks Podcast. Uh, on Twitter, we're at PodcastCOJ or X now. Uh, and Instagram is uh, Circle of Jerks Podcast. We just released a new episode today, our Dunkirk versus Dunkirk, uh, the original versus remake episode on that with our guest Santa Claus, who's a Vietnam vet. It was a great episode. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, you can also reach me on the Cinemigos, which I, um, I I stole Heidelberg away from you guys to uh, do that. Uh, the Twitter for that is at trescinemigos, t r e s c i n e m i g o s. Instagram is Cinemigos underscore podcast. Right, Heidelberg? Yes. And we just released our episode this week on Murder by Death. That was our our other host, John. That was his pick. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna be doing M from 1931 coming up next uh, this coming week. So check that out can- on all podcatchers. Uh, it yep. is.
4: Yep. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, make sure you give Cinemigos uh, that five star rating, uh, the 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 review that you can give on um, iTunes. Also, give us the five-star ratings on Spotify and iTunes and The Review. Also, follow us on Facebook, a cut above colon horror review.
1: Oh, yeah. So, yep, hit us up any of those places if you want to chat or share your thoughts. We'd love to hear it. In the meantime, fellas, I'll catch two of you back here next week for Land of the Dead.
0: And keep it creepy.